are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all our fellow Sky Watchers listening globally on a flat earth, on a global earth, anywhere interdimensionally, in outer space, anywhere that you are tonight. Thank you for joining us here on this radio broadcast that is broadcasting live out of New Logic Studios right here in Miami, Florida. With me, as always, is the one and only, my hetero radio life mate, Alan Weiler. Alan, say hi to everybody. Hi, okay, don't say hi to, okay, uh, okay, don't say okay, don't say anything. Don't say nothing. Huh? Fine, I won't say hi to anybody else. Okay, no, because you're you're, you're late. You're late. Late. Always late. <laughs> it's my fault. Blame it on. But you know who's not late? Right. The one and only, the one who just giggled. Crystal Storm, say hi to everybody. Hi, Crystal. What's up? Woo woo in the house. And of course, the other wheel here on this uh, adventure we take every Tuesday night. The one and only, Mr. Christopher J. Brown. How you doing, Christopher J. Brown? What the hell is yeah, He that? suddenly went away. What? I'm here. What? <laughs> you sound like you're Are wrestling you with your microphone. Uh, I don't know. It sounds it's, like he uh... fell over and picked up the microphone. <laughs> were, you, were you being abducted by aliens at this moment, Chris? What the hell is going on with you? I'll tell you what happened last night. After Jesus. my not radio, I tell you, who knows? Anything can happen. Oh, uh, my goodness. But, um, no, it... Uh, must have been my plug-in here to my USB, uh, whatever it is, thing here. Whatever the hell that I was. That, you know, that's just, yeah, but let's, let's go Let's go with you were abducted by aliens, almost. They, I will. I will. That, it's a lot more exciting than my USB unplugged. That's not yeah, exciting. It's way more interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way more fun. No, it's not. But now we're broadcasting. aliens, too. Yeah, Wait, the redneck, you know, redneck red aliens. aliens, yes. Redneck yes. aliens. Wow. That is awesome. You know how you They're can tell? Greenneck aliens, I would have figured, you know? What? Not one at a time. One at a time. You know how you can tell if they're redneck aliens, I finally figured out. What? How? Oh, God. How? Uh, when, I'm afraid. When their tractor beam says junior on it. Anyway, it is July 26, 2016, <laughs> and we're broadcasting live from New Logic Studios in MIA, the Miami, Florida area. I'm, of course, uh, like I said earlier, Angel That's Espino. why he did not censor that joke out. We never censor you. We never like, censor you. It's just we just don't you laugh, but it's not funny. Things. You've said things that we should legitimately censor you for. Yes, this is true. <laughs> you gotta... what? If you agree with us, please when? call in. We would love to hear from you. 786-245-8127. If you think this intro has been a big old clusterfuck, hey, call in and tell us. 786-245-8127. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Uh, we have a great guest on tonight, a really, really cool guest. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Paranormal, about his book, or, you know, maybe some alien interaction in his uh, in his case. Uh, Steve Asher is going to be with us and, uh, in the next 20 minutes, and uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm really excited to hear what he has to say, 
especially after the debacle that was last night on Ufana Radio with uh, with Jesse Randolph and Chris Brown here and uh, <clears throat> John Selman. Oh no! Why? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> what, what, what happened? What Mike, happened? I'm not saying anything. Uh, what didn't happen? That's that's the question. Like that's. <laughs> I missed it. I'm sorry. Right, you, I missed it. It. This is yeah, why we love it. having. Yeah, that's this is why podcasting is great. You were there when we interviewed John, though, other guy. So you should you should know. Yeah. Other, yeah, but he doesn't remember like well, the show we did last week. Are you kidding? That's like, true. That's true. You're asking too much of the other guy. Exactly. See? (laughs) You're asking way too much of the other guy. Way too much. I know. I know. You know what? (laughs) You know, I wish him luck at everything. I think he's got a very interesting uh, novel, a very interesting story to tell. I think he is um, uh, a very interesting fellow that that John The problem is. But I'm definitely going to have to listen to Youthanar Radio because the idea of Jesse Randolph trying to interview him is amazing. Oh, my God. Look, it's a, it's an interesting story. The letters from Evelyn, or letters to Evelyn, or whatever, mm-hmm. kissing Evelyn's butt, or whatever it's called. It's an interesting interesting story when you like you know the whole thing put together. But the problem is he cannot tell it. Like he doesn't know how to like verbally tell the story. No, not no. It was you know, and it was a, it was a, it was it was kind of a difficult interview because you wanted to hear what he had to say and you wanted to kind of follow things in, in like its natural progression. And we kind of ended up going everywhere. So I'm not sure if that made for an interesting interview or a confusing interview or just a little bit of everything. So I, I can't imagine how it went down. He did the <laughs> same thing. On, he did the same thing on you for not. It was like it was all I mean, over the place. But I skimmed his book, and it looked it was inter- it, it looked to be an interesting read. So he might just be one of those people that's just better, you know, with the written word than he is verbally expressing what happened. And you know, so I would encourage him to write down more of his experience a lot of people and express like himself that, so. that way. A lot of people are like that. he needs his own Michael Horn. Like he needs his own like a uh, weirdo guy, <laughs> guru guy who Somebody goes on the radio for him. him. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's what he needs. Yeah, they shoot each other's horn. Absolutely, absolutely. But he's got friends. He definitely has, you know, people in his corner. I mean, one of his friends called up and yelled at us because we hadn't have read his book in the time for the interview. So, I mean, he's got people in his corner. That was part of the guy coughing coughing in the background. (laughs) 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 It's me and with two minds thinking like. That's a jinx moment right there, guys. We jinxed. (laughs) You you jinxed. Great great minds think alike. Because, you know, um, like I told you. It happens just not that often. But he did, if he was under highly uh, dosed of acid or whatever he was, he could have actually really tapped into another dimension and been able to hone in on one of these things. Because we've heard about this happening. So unless we were truly there, uh, we just kind of I tried just to cut him a little flat. Yeah, but here's the thing: I've done acid. You know, guilty. I've done it before when I was a kid. I never saw aliens. The most thing, the most you see is you see things like move around and morph a little bit, but you don't really see like xenomorphs. Well, I think, he just, I think it depends on on the. Person. I think he had just seen the movie Aliens uh, probably like a few days before, and it got it was stuck in his mind. So when he was having his trip, he just <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, xenomorphs everywhere! Oh my god!" Wait, did I just go John Travolta on you guys? For, oh my god! Oh my god! That was amazing. That was good, I right? Don't know. But uh, that's, that's what I, I think. Like, and, and the fact that he admitted also that he that he was smoking pot the first time he had the uh, the first encounter, you know, like well, that's why little... you know what. Yeah, don't well, admit stuff like you know, that. No, if you're gonna, you know, you know, 
Okay, so pot has it. I mean, because I used to smoke a lot of pot, like a lot of pot, like a lot. And you know, so pot never made me see things, you know, in that way. So I don't know if the pot did it. I just think he has a very, very. Um, I think he has this brilliant imagination, and I think it might be yes. difficult for him to ascertain his also, imagination versus what really happened. I mean, because when we interview him, he told us this whole story, and at the end of it, admitted that he had just made it up, like just now. Well, <laughs> so it was, you know, do you know what I'm saying? You know, do you know what I'm so, saying? I mean, you know, he had been in he's been in the service, and I guess he mm-hmm. claims that he had been in in war or com- had combat. So you know, and that'll that'll mess with you. That that's a tricky thing. Sure, that's a, that. Yeah, but I, what combat has he, what combat has he seen? I mean, he never really talks about the combat. He sure. says he was and on a ship that's once. and you, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you can't ever go by a lot of people that come back talking about the combat if you want to ask them. A lot of people really like to indulge, and uh, but you got to watch out for the ones that just don't want to say anything at all because they're the ones that most likely have done a lot of things. So, hey, yeah, look, I, I, I like John as a person. I think he's a, he's a nice I guy. Do. I have no issues with him. I think he's a nice dude. And you know, I, I'm saddened that it went that as bad as it did yesterday. It really, uh, it was. A I am sad too because you know what? It, it, it coming from a guy coming from him. Because up until I started doing the radio and, you know, I had a little back, I guess, for doing this. But the thing of it is, is that every time you do one of these things, you get them off the next day or you get done wondering how you did. And it sticks with you. Yeah. And, and the thing of it is, I've always said, is that um, people that will carry things on encounters, or UFO encounters, and write books and do all those things. If it's touched them that hard and that to the soul... Then, then that's when sometimes you just wonder. But, 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 like I say, when you throw his whole aspect of getting the poison of the drug thing on it, can adds a whole other element. But right, I mean, that, uh, that adds a completely different element. Yeah, I almost think he should be prepped for interviews so he doesn't kind of wander because it's one. It's it's really really hard to kind of keep him on topic because he just goes. He yeah, literally yeah. just goes. He just goes off. Well, and I think that's to- one of those things. He's just got this brilliant imagination. So I, you know what? I think he has had experiences. I really do. I, do I think he has too. Um, I just I don't know how they here, affected here, him. Here's the thing: when when you're doing a, an interview, uh, especially when you have an hour to tell tell the story or an hour and a half or whatever, mm-hmm. when you're doing a broadcast interview on radio or anywhere, even if it's video, get to the point. Don't give me small details that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah, was, I mean, this is this is his main problem. He, he he starts off with stuff like, "Well, I wake up in the morning and I showered, and then I went over to the to the grocery store and I had some." And he just goes on mundane, like rambling rants that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I, like I said, he needs to be prepped so he needs, before needs he does another interview. Him. Well, you can. We, we tried, did. We but tried. we couldn't. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me to help him try. Dude, Jesse tried it. Jesse was like messaging me saying, "What? What could I do? Like, I, I'm trying. I'm like, dude, you're professional. Like, you know." And he, and God bless him, he tried hard. And Jesse was really, really nice. And you know, compared to like how he could have been, considering you know how bad of an interview it was, uh, it was so it was really it was pretty bad. Next weekend is going to be Steve Bassett, and so we're going to do a whole flip on this and get somebody cool. out in here, yeah. and 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 um, oh, you know, great. yeah, and then um, the other guy, Charles, I got it's horrible to say I can't even pronounce his name at this point in time. He's up in Canada, and it's a it's a French Canadian name, and it's kind of a little bit tricky. So yeah, it's I'll Canadian, eh? That. Yep, yep, he is, and he's also working on a, or I guess maybe he's already done it. Filming a doc a documentary, Canadian documentary, he claims here in the message that I'm reading, that's filmed in Canadian and French, and it's going to be televised up in Canada. So, 
So we'll have to see what, what Charles has got to say, but it sounds like Charles has got to say a lot because he has a lot going on, and so it's going to be a great show for Jesse. That, that's always fun. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Jesse needs more uh, really good guests on the show. I mean, yeah, so this far is a newer guy. This is a guy yeah. that's not been around. This is the thing for yin-yang years. This is a guy that's kind of just a short, you know, a, a new of the breed, we'll call as myself and other these other people. So here we are. I, I hope I hope we can get Steve Asher at one point on uh, on UFO because I'd love to see what you know Jesse could uh, could do with his story because Steve Asher has a really interesting book and uh, you know we're going to have a lot of fun talking to him a little bit later on. But guess what, guys? Guess, guess who's going to be on next week with us? Who's going to be? Who on I am? Yeah. I am just super excited about. Super, super, super excited about. You this are. Place. You were stoked. You were stoked when you. Oh my god! I, I was. Were like I was jumping like up and down. Mind you, I've been sick with bronchitis for the last three weeks, but I was jumping up and down. I was doing backflips. I wasn't coughing at all when I when I was able to talk to him. I was. You, you and were really when, doing backflips, and I need a video stat. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that happen for you. Okay. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure there's surveillance. I'm sure there's some surveillance uh, footage of my job. Of me Fantastic. Back flips. Fantastic. Now, mind you, I was talking like like Darth Vader had throat cancer when he called mm-hmm. me. I was like, oh, man, yeah, man, I really like you stuff. And he calls me up and he and out of the blue because I left him a email the day before, and just saying you know how much of a fan I was and I wanted to have him on the show and yada yada yada. And he calls me up in the morning and it really just not even like 24 hours later he calls me up and I'm like blown away by that because normally people take about a week to call you back or a couple of days or a day at least, you know. But he right. was very, very humble, very nice, very gracious, called me right back and it was one of those things where I was talking to him for the very first time ever and it almost felt like somebody that I had talked to, you know, a billion times before. You just see an instant connection uh, with this gentleman. So I'm, I'm super excited to have him on. Jacob Israel was going to be on with us uh, tomorrow, Ooh, uh, next week. Oh, yeah. Now, Ooh. Jacob... Now, check this out. Jacob has probably one of the best YouTube channels going on right now when it comes to anything uh, exopolitics, ufology, uh, paranormal, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, he talks about a little bit about everything, the Mandela effect. Uh, you know, he, you know, he talks a little bit about everything in his in his channel, and it, you know, he comes off as a very genuine person. He, you know, he does not. Uh, like he's not boots on the ground researcher type, but he's really into the subject and he talks about stuff that he likes and knows and stuff that he wants to get more involved in. And that's going to be an awesome, awesome uh, interview next week with him. He has a really cool book, which I suggest everybody just goes out and pick up and picks it up. It's, uh, it's called the calling and uh, it's a great read. I just ordered, uh, I ordered it from Amazon and I've been reading you know stuff online and it looks fantastic. So I want to get that book in the next couple of days and go through it before we have him on the air. But uh, again, next week, Jacob Israel is going to, be on with us and if you don't know who he is go to youtube after this show and start watching his videos the guy is awesome but tonight we have another awesome guy's got some really great sites no he really does really really great videos uh steve asher is going to be with us in about uh about 10 15 minutes here and i can't wait to talk to him also uh before we go to steve though we have a a couple different things on the wall of weird we're going to get through uh anybody has uh the first uh, story we're going to go over of weird Mr. Brown, do. You, have, you do? Mr. Brown? I have okay. something a little bit different. Oh, but I'm just going to share it in chat here real quick. Okay, share it in chat real quick. Do it, you okay. won't. There it is. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll all stay quiet while you do that. And, and I'll share it, I guess, here in this for you guys. And this is a little bit off, if not the, the, the UFO path, but to do the evidence of the Dogman Bigfoot path. This looks like a very strange bear. Uh-oh. Yes, it does. So I don't know what to say. All I could say is just well, that's that very strange bear. This look like a really weird bear. That's yeah, it's a, I mean, that's, yeah, bear. Thank you for showing us a video of a sleeping bear. That's, 
<laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating, my friend. Just I don't know. I mean, could it could it could it be could it not be a bear? Could it be uh, I mean, it kind of just looks like a bear. I mean, a weird bear. Like his head's kind of wrong. It almost like the bear has too much hair or something. The bear I don't know. Has too much hair. I don't know. I unintentionally rhymed. That was not intentional. That was unintentional. Well, I intentionally it was not. Did it. I swear it wasn't. Oh, it's weird. It definitely, it definitely a little weird looking. But I'd have to. I don't know a lot about bears. To be honest. Yeah. Eh. To quote uh, the the SNL skit, the bears. <laughs> it's a bear. It's That's a bear. A bear. Yeah. Mm, maybe it's mm-hmm. a bear. Okay. It's a- it's a bear. Okay. Now, uh, there's some stuff that I actually uh, think is a little bit more uh, exciting than a bear. Good try, Chris. Good try, Chris. But that was well, a good try. You know, last minute thing. Post that, and I thought, well, let's just throw it there. And here I am, giving everybody out. Everybody can take their own opinion of what they think it is. Now, the, the question: Did this bear get I guess did, like a bear to me? Did anybody get up uh, and say the bear was screaming, "Hey, boo boo! Hey, you got the picnic basket?" Anybody? That would be amazing. Nope. Yeah, nope. I think okay. that it was another type Entertaining, of... Entertaining, to say the least. That yeah. Was yeah. Maybe that another amazing. type of country that has a different type of a look. You know, some of these bears, like actually, you know, I think China and stuff have some bears and different type, And uh, they have just kind of a different type of a look, like a sun bear or something like that. Have hmm. a different kind of a pointer snout. So that's kind of what I was thinking, too, you know, but that's what I seen. And so I thought, well, and, well I embarrassed myself doing it, but hey. You did not. It's okay. I know. I couldn't have hey, uh, myself any more than uh, John did last night. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, a wise frog in the chat room here says, uh, shit, I could have told you that. <laughs> good job, wise frog. Good job. Good job. By the way, good listening job. for the first time tonight, a good friend of mine, Arlene, is listening in. Shout-outs to Arlene. Oh, What's up, Arlene? What's up, Arlene? Mm-hmm. What's up? Okay, so seriously, we, on the wall of weird, though, we have to talk about the Area 51 Dreamland video right now, because that's amazing. Is that CGI? Okay. Oh. It's CGI, oh, yep, yep, yep. That's, that's, if nope, that's coming nope, from nope. the third fake from the moon, then it's the <laughs> typical video with every. If you've seen what I posted, but it's true. If any time you ever notice on these third fake from the moons, when it comes to <laughs> them showing people running or somebody in the video, notice how they're always blacked out or, or they're, they're blurred out. And the person that's running by has the Blake hairdo or the, or the Brian or whatever the other one is. With the little ponytail in the back. It's always the same person. They're always the same little ponytail in the back or the same type okay, of hair. Okay, well. Guys. And it's like, oh, okay. Come on, in guys. In this Third video, there are actually moon. two people walking and yeah, one him of, and, and I don't see. Is it him and his brother? That's a good job. That's a good job. That's a good job. I've seen one of them running out of a fake alien looking thing that right, was crawling out of a hole somebody posted the other day or like maybe today or something. And it was, like, so fake. And then they showed him running by, but his face is blurred out. But he's, like, two feet from the camera, you know? And you're just going, oh, God, come on. I mean, you well, can tell I with them. say that the guy walking underneath the UFO in the video, I mean, he's not in a military uniform. He's not in a lab coat. He's kind of just chilling just underneath we're, it. We're, talk- oh, no, we're, talking, about, we're talking about the supposed alien coming out of the, uh, the hole in the ground, right? That's what we're talking about. Uh, say again, Jackal? I was talking it about is. the alien, the alien coming out of the hole in the ground. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it that's is. without a doubt. That's one of the the Blake cousin twins or whatever the cousin twins. Yeah. Without, <laughs> has without a doubt. The, has anybody seen the one in the middle of the in the Middle East? Uh, the UFO that everybody were. They're all screaming. Hello, Akbar, Akbar, Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't need terrorism. Uh, you know, attacking oh. us. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I'm just serious. 
You got to see this video. I'm dead serious, though. I don't want that shit, man. Uh, what, what video? No, I've I not seen a video of a UFO. Right, give, me about, give me two minutes. I'll find, I'll find okay. it for you. All right. Nobody say anything for the next two minutes. So let's give them we'll two minutes. We'll just have dead air for two minutes. Okay. No, no, no. Don't have dead air for two minutes. <laughs> we weren't. We really weren't. You know. We were just messing with you. Actually, there's <laughs> some really cool. The video is also that's, interesting. On that's what I was going to go with. Yeah, that, that was when I was going to talk about the ancient code video where uh, researchers have performed several tests on a mystery fairy-like creature. Here you go. Less than two minutes. Ha-ha. Hold on, let me finish now, other guy. And the so-called so- uh, Metapec hybrid uh, revealing fascinating results, which include DNA that is, does not belong to humans or anything really on this earth, per se. There's no species quite like this little thing. Where did they find this? I'm going to have to actually listen to the video the later. The crazy thing about this, thing? this is not like a little animal that is, this is like a stuffed doll or anything. No, this is like a biological creature that really was alive at one point. Uh, the researchers have looked at it. They've done tests. Uh, they've done DNA tests on this thing. This was a, a real fairy. Yeah, I. This thing looks like For a all mini demon. I'm not even saying fairies. This is not a fairy. It's, yeah, but how do you kill a like mini demon? Nightmares. Yeah, but how do you kill a demon? Well, so it's a dead. little. It's it's mummified, probably. You uh, can kill a demon, or it was preserved in something. I don't think you can mummify a demon. That's kind of crazy. I think crazy. you can mummify a demon. I think you can totally mummify and kill a well, demon. You could, you, well, you can mummify the shell of the demon. Uh, don't oh. know if well, it's soulless. I don't know. There. It looks like a little know, has, like mini vampire. I don't know. I don't know if it's a fairy. I don't know. Has, has anybody mummified Sylvia Brown? Because she's kind of demonish. Mm-mm. Was Mm-mm. No? you guys are salty tonight? Oh, that reminds me. Miss Cleo, I'm going to let you go ahead. Go ahead. Miss Cleo died today. We know it. And I'm mm-hmm. sad. Miss Cleo died today. Now my question is: Did she see it coming? Yeah. Did she see it coming? No. No. Didn't see it coming. Huh. Card told her it was coming, but she didn't. She uh, didn't call her now. She didn't pay <laughs> up. She, didn't, yeah, she, she needed just to pay up more money. She didn't call a, now for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> you well, have to call she now. Only, she was only fifty three. So gosh, you know, I mean, those those were twenty year old commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I, I guess she was just... So she's uh, been a con artist to, for about 30-something years of her life, and now she's yep. dead. <laughs> those, oh, boy, those were horrible. horrible oh, my commercial. Call Miss Cleo! Come on, darling! Uh-oh. I will tell you the truth in the future! Oh, no, you ain't. Back then, ain't. before TV, uh, uh, DVR, Internet? you know, you all you had to do was just either mute it out it, or, you know, just, just go, oh, and try to tune it out. Now you could just pause it or do whatever, you know. But, yep, uh, yep. yeah, we were so annoying. They just played her, those stupid things 24-7, you know, oh, at I hated, that, I hated that crap. Yeah. Here, there's another uh, another video here on the uh, Wall of Weird on our on our, P, uh, our Facebook page. If you guys want to check it out and follow along with us there, and if you're not in the chat room or if you're listening to this on the podcast later, you can always go to facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio, or one word. And you can see all the videos that we're talking about here. Uh, the top secret inside Area 51 video footage uh, by um, uh, it's by Third Phase of Moon, sadly enough. But it looks kind of real. This does not look it like does. A CGI. It yeah. looks does good. Uh, I mean, it looks good. I think it. Yeah, that's it. It looks does good. Yeah. Until it gets Yoda, you spoke good. like what? Until it gets the very top of you get the like to the top of it, and it looks like it's blurred, kind of at the at the very top of the video of. Yeah, um, that's where the string is uh, holding it up. That's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so wrong. 
no. Well, funny. Oh, no. It is. Well, fakes of moon. You know, those guys would never be on this show, even if we invite them. Never. I have, I have been on their show, and, and uh, they, they invited me on to go there and give my my spew. And, and, you know, hey, what can I say? I went on there and did my thing, and that was it. So. What do you do? Yeah, they got so, a lot of so there's a video. Hold on, so there's a video. Seriously. Hold on, hold on. So there's a video on YouTube of you on Third Fakes of Moon. Yes, believe it or not, there is. Wow. And you really, you really, you really got your story out there, back, huh? How far back was this? I gotta ask. Uh, let's see, about a year and a half ago. Well, it's not really? been too terribly long. Yeah, I got. No, I think, uh, he, I think, I think it means the video, uh, Chris. Not, not your story. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, that, that, yeah, well, that was on Third Fake from the Moon. It was about a year and a half ago. Yeah, but I think he meets a video mm-hmm. of uh, Area 51 Dreamland. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on a rant. Is that what you meant there, uh, Tres Leche? Yes, I did. Okay. See? Yeah. I know Tres Leche pretty well. Uh, well, this is supposedly out of Dreamland, Area 51, so who knows? It could be 70s yeah. or 80s. I mean, it has to be uh, relatively recent because it's in color. You know, it's Technicolor, mm-hmm. so it's not in the 50s or 60s or anything. So, I mean, look, there's guys walking around. It could be actors, it could be soldiers, it could be whatever. It, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I, I got to give it to, uh, to them for this one. Uh, you know, most of their stuff is very hokey and fake looking. This one has an air of authenticity. But I've seen a lot of uh, videos coming from, you know, government uh, actual footage uh, that shows little, you know, saucer shaped things that they, they were working on in the 50s and 60s and never really got off the ground much uh, and didn't do much. So, and, you know, we've, right. we've seen them work on different kind of technologies, you know, in the past that is official technology that looks kind of like otherworldly anyway. So it doesn't shock me that something like this would leak out. Might not even be alien connected at all. Might just be something that they're working on. Or it might be. Mm-hmm. We, we just don't know. Never know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Or, it could, mm-hmm. or it could be a third fake of the moon video. It could. Mm hmm. I think the the most interesting video of all the stuff that we have on the uh, Wall of Weird this week is the uh, video of the little fairy-like creature. That's Yeah, that fairy-like creature is cool. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't buy the alien uh, climbing on well, the, uh, the, the holder. Uh, no, don't so- buy that one. Yeah, I don't know about What about the Saudi one? Arabia one that I gave you? Oh, hang on. All right. Oh. Other guy yeah, has, I, other guy has Saudi Arabia. Interesting. Oh, I look at the other guy's one. video. Uh, one at a time, one at a time. What happened with the other guy's video here? Saudi Arabia? That's weird. That doesn't look CGI to you guys. Mm-hmm. Look like it to me, but I don't know. I, I I mean, I don't see any jagged edges. I don't see any pixelation on it. But you know, let it run for a, for a minute and tell me what you think. Mm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. All right, the uh... it's not as pix. It's not really. There's a. I'm not seeing any jagged edges, of CGI edges around the ship. Yeah, but CGI has gotten really good, other guy. I mean, they, they could do stuff now that looks completely authentic. Oh, no, I realize. Yeah, so I it's know, not like We're not talking about 1998 anymore where CGI was kind of crappy for your average user, you know? A kid in his basement I could do something I know, really I know. Incredible. I saw Independence Day 2. I know, I know. Yeah, that was done by a kid in his basement, yeah, definitely. Interesting. Eh, I'm going to just... I don't I'm going to say... Could eh. be. For some reason, See, I'm just not excited about this video, though. Here's the thing. It, it has me on the edge of maybe believing it until the creature goes blue and just takes off by himself in the sky. Mm. That's where I'm like, eh, Batsquatch. You don't think a creature Transporter? Blue would just take off into the sky? Why would the ship drop him off there if he could just fly himself? Does that make any sense to anybody else? E.T. They left him like E.T. 
Yeah. I, don't think that's, I don't think that's what happened here. Like, that thing opened up. He walked out, like, on purpose. And they were like, all right, peace. And they left. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to fly like Superman. Really? Maybe. I mean, maybe he just went to a different place on Earth. I don't know. I'm making yeah. stuff up. I have no idea. It's weird. I say they left I'm him like E.T. And he made that all the noise that E.T. made when they left him in the morning for the show. Maybe he stuck his thumb on like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And Speaking pew. of E.T., everybody needs to watch Stranger Things because it's awesome. Oh, yeah? Good stuff? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's on my it's on, it's in my queue already. Don't tell me it anything. is on. I, the, I will not say there. anything. It's on Netflix. It's eight episodes. It is like the Goonies meets Tales from the Crypt. You need to watch. Nice. It. Yes. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That's a. Great you just show. sold me right there. You yeah, just sold me. That is exactly what I felt like I was watching. The Goonies meets Tales from the Crypt. I am sold, Crystal Storm. Mm-hmm. You have to By the way, anymore. it is official. There will not be another Goonies movie. It oh, got that's yeah. Out. God, because I somebody was going to get cut for real. Because you, you don't <laughs> touch it. Some things you just don't touch. You know, I, I almost wanted to see another Goonies adventure. Though. No, they weren't going to reboot it. They were going to actually continue with the yeah. original cast. Yeah, I, know, that's that's I really wanted to see. That. I mean, th- th- that's what they're doing with Big Trouble in Little China. I don't see. You know what the problem is? I don't have a lot of hmm. trust when Hollywood says that because it doesn't hmm. always work out. And Goonies was the bomb. Well, yeah. Corey Feldman's going to be upset. That wow. <laughs> Well, there you go. There goes Hollywood. Corey there Feldman's upset. Guys, we'll be right back with our guest, Steve Asher. I don't know how I can continue now. Corey Feldman's upset. I, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what we're going to do. I'm done. We're done. I don't know how I can continue it's now. a crisis. It's a crisis. It's a crisis. Hollywood's in crisis. Corey Feldman is upset. Mic drop. We're out. Flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? Uh, no. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. Yeah. 10 seconds of... Uh, no. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I don't know what flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. You know what we like? You know what we like? 
Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. everybody welcome back to Skywatchers radio right here live on psn radio that that is psn-radio.com for the layman's who are not on the website and they're listening on tune in or something get to the website go to the chat room hey join us it's a lot of fun call in we'd love to hear from you 786-245-8127 is the calling number as always it's not changed in like eight years I don't know why people are not calling. Call in. Steve Asher now is the guest on the show. Steve Asher is a, a look. He's a former correctional officer. He's worked a total of ten years in the Kentucky State Penitentiary. He wrote a book about the paranormal and the activities that he saw as an officer, and of course, some of it involves stuff that happened in the sky, which of course is the Sky Watchers Radio. So, with that said, Steve, welcome to the show, my friend, and thank you so much for being a part of the show here tonight with us. Appreciate Amen. your time. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's an honor. No, the honor is all, uh, all ours, believe me. Believe me, because uh, without you, we don't have a guest, and it'll be like yesterday's show. Now, I've heard you guys <laughs> go back and forth. You could fill it, you could fill this up. See? He knows. Come he on. Thank you. Thank you. But we're still excited to have you here. Well, I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah. Now, let me let me just jump off here in the very beginning and, and ask you, uh, 10 years as a correctional officer, uh, I'm sure you saw some crazy things, not paranormal-related as a correctional officer. Uh, you know, what, in the 10 years, when did you start seeing some paranormal stuff happen to you or happening around you? Well, I mean, you got to kind of consider, too, the the uh, the environment. To quote Whack'em Willie, it ain't no fun. Uh, you mm-hmm. see a lot of dark stuff. You see, a, obviously, the Wait, worst elements. Who? You, you've never heard of I'm Whack'em? Sorry, quoting who? Whack'em Willie. You never heard of Rack'em? Rack'em? Rackball? You never heard that? Oh, God. you got a YouTube. That. He's a big city boy. You're from Kentucky. Is, you know... Terminology. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we get. We, I got Wi-Fi. You know, come on. <laughs> Not everybody has banjos here. I, I'm close enough to the south. I'm more. I'm more children of the corn. There's a lot for that. We're oh, far western. Right. We, <laughs> we hear the banjos, but we know to run. Yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so asking, no, no, ahead. no one says them their pretty lips. Y'all got there, huh? Uh, no, nobody. I, I love hate. Eli. Nobody I hang with. I mean, there was a couple guys in prison, like that, but that's another story. But. <laughs> There's got to be some paranormal stuff in the in the prison as well too, with all the people that have gotten killed or shanked oh, and all that. There, yeah. all that. I mean, you got to understand. I mean, yeah, people get jabbed over, you know, or shanked over anything for just a minorist uh, transgression. Uh, anything. Uh, you may have looked at somebody's man wrong. 
that's a whole nother level. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. remember that 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 is very much a uh, petri dish for the worst elements of humanity. And sure, yeah, I mean, but to answer your question about when I first started seeing stuff, I may have been there for three or four months, and it was a situation where my first actual my first actual encounter um, had to do with the death house. Uh, the death houses were um, at one time had been where they kept all the death row guys, but it's the walk. It's a it's sounds a like a pleasant area. place. Oh, it's, yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> A few throw pillows, you know, it'd be a summer home. But what happened was they would keep the what they called old Sparky, which was the old electric chair. And um, anyway, so we were down there and making to- making tours of stuff, and you you just it had a really oppressive feeling to it. You know, I, I never saw anything, anything like that, but it, it it definitely set the tone for it. But the actual first time I physically saw anything was I was working in Four Cell House, and there was a walk called a uh, Twenty River Walk. Because one side it's like like two stacks of uh, like a, if you put apartment buildings bang 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 on top of each other you know like a small apartment building inside of a house right right okay on the prison side you, that's prison and obviously well consequently the river side is called river you know we got that figured out at least so anyway uh, down on twenty if river, anybody was singing a song there would be called the river song and if you're a Doctor Who be, fan you got you got that joke oh uh, sure yeah spoilers always spoilers but, uh, we was um, I was actually working in what they call a control center, and that is what mon- monitors and maintains all the cell let-ins and let-outs and all that mess. Well, anyway, um, I kept getting some sort of gloom. Uh, that's the only way I can describe it, just sort of like a weird to- – the-, the tonality of the lighting was off, like something was blocking it. Anyway, as time went on, it started kind of uh, coalescing into like an orb, and it was like super, super bright. And let me go on. You know, you were mentioning about – Guys taking this and that. I, I've never smoked anything other than than a ham. You know, I don't even smoke cigarettes. I, don't, I barely ever take aspirins. So, um, <laughs> you know, and as as far as I know, they they hired me, so I don't think I'm completely insane. But <laughs> as we watched this, or as I watched this, it you know, glue and it was really super illuminated. But what was weird, it didn't it didn't cast a shadow. It didn't anything. And so I thought, well, maybe there was somebody down there playing, doing doing it somehow. And anyway, the officer would go up and catch these big long rungs of, of uh, stairs. Well, he'd kind of come by and watch me, and I'm, it, it had gone by the time he was down. And then we waited, and it started kind of doing weird stuff again. I was like, he's like, what are you looking at? I was like, man, I don't even want to tell you. I'm a new guy. You're going to think I'm nuts. And uh, he said, nah, maybe not. Tell me what you saw. And, and I told him, I said, it looked like a giant, just like a bloated beach ball of an orb. It came, and it sort of swirled left and right. It almost had like a, almost a tail to it. And whipped past the camera and was gone. And he said, Dad, well, that sounds about right. And I said, like, why, why is that doing that? I didn't see any other walks doing that. And he said, well, that used to be the death, uh, death house walk. At one time, we housed death, death row inmates in here, and there had been stabbings and killings. He said, was it toward the front of the back? I said, it was toward the back. I said, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of killings back there. Because once you get so many people down a narrow hall, obviously four, five, six deep in, and it's like probably 20, 20 cells in, you know, you, you just really don't know what's going on until you – you see the body when everybody gets in their cells. Right, right. I mean, and you and you purposely stayed working in this place. Uh, yeah, you know, I've got a thing, you know, like eating. You know, you got to remember, I've got you know uh, three little girls. You know, I'm trying to put through school. Had uh, you know two little boys. You know, that we adopted. What I'm trying to take care of, and yeah, but you you got to think in Kentucky. It's like, uh, well, you know, I can either 
be a farm boy, which I'm I'm not, or you can go. Uh, well, this this place doesn't close. It has medical. Uh, you can retire after at the time I was there. You could retire after 20 years. And and the thing was, you got. I don't know if I ever told you this. My father actually worked there in the 50s, and my well, my granddad actually was in there for bootlegging a long mm-hmm. time ago. Which this is Kentucky, guys. You know, gonna have to give me a pass on that. But yeah. Um, but right. yeah, so it sort of was like a thing of, well. Let's give it a shot. I didn't. I was going to go. I'll give it a year. I'll give it a year and find something else. That's the curse of the penitentiary. Once you get in, what was it? it was a Scarface? I keep trying to get out, and they keep pulling. That's uh, the Godfather Three. Yeah. Thank close. you, thank you, thank yeah. you. I'm sorry. sorry. I know my mafias. Know my okay, mafias. thank you. Okay. Well, like I said, uh, but it's one of those sort of things, and uh, there's also that morbid curiosity that I've got. You got to remember too, guys, that you know I grew up on. As I'd mentioned, we were, you were talking about some of the stuff. The uh, what you saw, like Demon Mummy. And I'd mention, hmm. oh, maybe maybe there'd be a new Hammer film. You know, I grew up on all the old Hammer films, all the uh, Vincent Price, Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Uh, hmm. You know, Evil Dead, all that stuff. Turn Living in, all that, all that type of stuff. That that was my that was my world, and so I always had an interest in it, and I always read about goals from guys like, you know, Hans Holzer and people like that. Which, uh, you know, some people love them, some people hate them. But just for a little kid that was hungry to learn about stuff, because I had saw stuff that really freaked me out as a kid, and I was trying to understand it. Uh, somebody once told me, "Look, if you see something, it's if it's not directly hurting you, learn about it, and then it takes the power away from the fear and stuff." You know, and it was one of those like you know, the more you know, kind of after school special moments, but it happened to do with you know ghosts and things. So, I would be this little round kid rolling up to the library. You know, excuse me, ma'am, what do you have on demonology and witchcraft? Oh, do you have anything on you know? And they're looking at me like, "What is with this kid?" But in you know, the it's middle fun. of Kentucky, yeah, they're just like, whoa. You, you know, we haven't had a witch burning in at least 20 years. Not a joke. It's a joke. But um, <laughs> It's more like 10. No, it's a joke. Like, it was last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, you got to remember, it, it's it's one of those things I hate to – and I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent, but I will say this. Obviously, the South, to a point deservedly, has gotten a bad name on stuff. And please understand, like like our uh, our local government and – some of our representatives don't represent all of us. You know, we're not we're not all like that. But um, I've been to Kentucky. It's actually a pretty nice area. It's uh, dude, not a bad spot at all. If you like lake lake yeah. uh, lake lands and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. it's nice. Quirky stuff like that's cool. You know, I mean, I've been all over. I mean, we went to Thailand to get to get, mm. when we went and adopted my son. We've been, God, man, you know, Dallas here and there. I mean, we've been to Canada a couple different a couple different times and stuff. And you know, so we were a little bit traveled. I'm not saying I'm a world traveler, or I guess I am technically, but you know, you. Your your worldview shifts, and people are just people. And then I'll right, I'll quit. I'll quit with that. But but uh, yeah, that's a thing. But for me, they kind of knew even back then. I was a little squirrely and a little different. But that's okay now because now they're like, oh, well, hey, would you come to a book signing and stuff? I'm like, sure, okay. <laughs> like wait, one book, man. You know, come on. So I mean, it's it's really funny because um, I never I never intended to be a writer. A, a friend of mine, Rob Shelsky, through Permuted Press. Um, if you care to know, uh, we were talking about my experiences, and he said, "Did you ever write this down?" He said, "You're pretty descriptive on what you." Well, I'm said I'm really visual. I'm an artist and stuff, and musician and stuff. And he said, well, "Why don't you put this down?" So I did that and bumped it to him, and I'm figuring he's going to be like, "Sucks, sucks, hate it, sucks." But he's like, "Okay, we got to work on a few things." Um, but this is this is not bad. He said, "Can I give it to my editor?" And I said, "Does he need a good laugh?" He says, "No, just humor <laughs> me." He says, "Put me in a." Expletive. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, man. So he did that, and shortly it was a, uh, what was maybe like I don't know, man. Probably later that week or something like that. And 
he had come back and, and um, acted like uh, he uh, the, the editor seemed to like it, you know, which you know again I was I had no plans on being a writer or doing anything like that. Uh, it was actually Michael uh, Michael L. Wilson, and um, so we were talking, and um, he said he wants to release this, and I was like. Okay, I said, well, I mean, I've got stories. I've still got people. You, what you got to understand about the Kentucky State Penitentiary is it's an active working mm-hmm. prison. It's not like yep. like Eastern State Prison or like Pinhurst and all these other places, which are super cool. I'd love to check them out. But it's an active haunt, and it's an active haunt with inmates, and it's an active haunt with officers. And they're all haunted to, to a point. I was when I was there. Um, you know, would still have uh, nightmares and stuff about some stuff I've seen there, and which that's – Anytime you work in that kind of situation, you're always you always feel hunted and you always feel under the gun because you I are. Imagine, yeah, you, yeah. You better feel that way. The day you don't, it's time to hop. Hmm. And uh, which only reason? I mean, I had like I said, worked there ten years, and uh, as I mentioned, we've adopted children, uh, epilepsy, and special needs, and things like that. We're advocates for that. We actually went to D.C. Uh, and uh, oh, nice. advocated, but well, I mean, I'm not trying to honk honk or toot toot or whatever, but that just, it means a lot to us, and. Um, it was one of those things where um, you uh, are, uh, I was able to get in a situation where I could teach special needs adults. And at the end of the day, I, I'd felt 10 years in, I've done all I could. Uh, I've helped as many people as I could. And, and there are some people there were trying to make a change, you know. But, you know, I was like, it's just the same. I just feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. It's just a looping cycle of – I almost felt like a ghost in the, in the place, honestly, after a while. And uh, But the experiences I had – I never let go of them because they were they were so visceral. And and the thing is, I'm, I was still getting I'm still getting people call me and go, "Hey, Steve, you know, uh, you know, when you worked on whatever, or maybe they're reading a chapter about second floor five cell house, or they're reading something about the infirmary, and they're like, I didn't think anyone else had seen that because nobody talks about it. They only talked about it because I press people, and even publicly, right. you know how it is. Like, ah, it's hogwash. They catch you in the, down in the. Uh, the, what do you call it, the canteen, and go, hey, okay, well, I'm sorry, I just don't want to say anything. I don't want these guys to laugh me out, but here's what I heard. You know, and, and then obviously, I, you know, I had to go about, you know, making sure to change names and things like that. Right, for people's, right, right. Uh, personal stuff. But anyway, I mean, in, pri- in private, I'm pretty sure uh, folks are a lot more open than they are in, in a public setting. Like, that's happened to me before when we're talking to folks about the shows that yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a here. comfort factor. Yeah, you know, so when, when right. I've been in groups of people, like, uh, you know, right. work or whatever, and the topic comes up of the type of shows that, that I do, yeah, they usually giggle and laugh and then they, you know, say, oh, flying saucers, that's some kitty, you know, stuff, that's BS. But when I get the same people in private, normally their the whole demeanor changes. Uh, they even come out with some stories of their own that they've had sightings and stuff. So I mean, I could definitely yep. see that being every a time. Factor. Yeah. You can generally gauge too. It's it's mm-hmm. like there's a giggle factor, but there's something to their look, and they keep kind of broaching it again. They keep kind of coming back to the point where I'm just like, look, man, if you got something to tell me, just you mm-hmm. know, which I'm 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 not. Um, I try not to be an, a jerk, but you know, I mean, I'm kind of blunt. Like, look, man, I've got a job to do. If you got something to tell me? Tell me, and right, right, they right. feel comfortable. And you also can understand. It's sort of a thin blue line deal, you know, uh, even, mm-hmm. even even corrections, you know. Um, yep. It's a thing where you don't want to be singled out. You don't want to say anything about an area that maybe would be like uh, that might be security risk related and things like that, you know. Because, I mean, I mean, I spoke to the to the warden about this book and let them, let them know I was going to do it and, and everything. And so they were well aware of this. And uh, I tried to handle it 
as well as I could. I mean, I try to get more interior shots, but there's one of those things that's okay. I got I got some good exterior shots, which is mm. in the book. But um, it's one of those things. Also, we're in the Bible Belt. It is what it is. Good, bad, or right. indifferent. It is what it is, and you have to know how to to work that. You know, right, you gotta right, right. you gotta know how to ride the the Bronco you got in your slot to quote a little rodeo thing. That's as Kentucky as I'm going to get in my <laughs> So That's pretty Kentucky. That was good. That's pretty Kentucky. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, Kentucky. That's good. Now, the okay. book is called Huntings uh, of the Kentucky State Penitentiary. Hauntings and, of the Kentucky State Penitentiary. Yes, sir. And, yeah, and, and the cover of the book is very eerie. I mean, that, that shot is very creepy looking. That's well, yeah, well, thank you. Well, that's, and that's exactly the way the early, the early look of the prison is. You still have some of the multi-tiered, multi-leveled cell houses, which now, you know, they, they put up uh, – Fencing and stuff. There's not a lot of uh, what they call watermelon weekends. That's where you'd have somebody that maybe I've, had, I've had many of those uh, myself, by the way. Watermelon. Okay. Watermelon. Well, this watermelon. It's a, this is a different sort of watermelon. What that means is somebody didn't pay up or somebody did something and they tossed them off the tier head first and their head popped like a melon when they hit the ground. Oh my uh, definitely. That's different from my watermelon. Yeah. Yes. Exa- yeah. Exactly. And so yeah, it's a different. It's a different world. And that's the thing. It, I'm going to probably say certain things, and if it seems off color, please don't take it that way. It's just just what I lived. So, um, but yeah, that's all part, and that's and that goes beyond, and and that explains a lot why there's paranormal activity there. For God's sakes, I mean, and consider the fact that you know all the uh, a good part of the construction was on inmate it was on inmate labor. Hmm. You know, they're. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, did, did, you, did, did you have like inmates come to you with stories? Uh, you know, as you were working, you know, there, uh, just randomly come up to you and tell you about stuff they they seen or, I mean, that happened often. You would have. Generally, if you think if you think guard, which I say guards, you got to understand when I hired in, uh, I wasn't a CEO. I was a guard. And right. uh, I was trained. Honestly, the first guy who trained me was an inmate. Uh, my captain. Mm. Actually, I did. A, I did. Three years at the what they call the farm center, which is a me- me- medium minimum security, and I went to my captain. I was like a little greeny guy coming in, and you know, hello, sir. You know, salute. It's good to meet you and all this. And I said, well, who's my supervisor? And he pointed over to the guy with the broom and he said, hey, follow him. And the guy knew every key. And uh, so I was a guard, you know. But um, but as of inmates telling you stuff, it was more of a thing once they kind of knew you, and um, which they knew my family more as. You know the folks outside of there that did stuff that you know advocated for special needs kids and stuff. So they kind of they read about me in the newspaper. They'd ask me, you know, which the first time you get somebody go, hey, I seen your family in the newspaper. So you, you know, you bristle up like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's good. You're doing good work. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, you don't know what you're thinking. Am I getting ready to have to, you know, knuckle this guy or what? But <laughs> it's a thing where um, they were pretty decent about it. I, I never really had that. But once they kind of knew I was also interested in that, they're like. Oh man! If you get permission, you've got to come up here and check out. Go down, you know, C and D walk where the showers showers are at. You know, there's stuff popping off in there all the time. Or I work down in the uh, the infirmary, and you'll hear the locks pick up and smack on the cell front doors, or you'll hear uh-uh. a scream coming out. Oh, girl, I'm telling you, it's popping. Mm-hmm. It's it's off the hook. And I had a friend. There's actually a, a so story when are we all taking a trip over. Uh, you never, can never. go. You, you and yeah, Al you. can go because I know Al is in the chat room and Al is like foaming at the mouth right now. I know he wants to go. So yeah, you and Al get down there and let me know how it works out. I'm busy. I'm busy that week. Uh, I'm busy, I'm busy too. We busy. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't scared. Let's go. You know, mm-hmm. let's do it. But the thing is, and I've talked to. I've actually uh, submitted a form 
to go through segregation, and segregation uh, is where they put the guys that pop off, uh, jab an officer, jab an, somebody else, get caught in a compromised position with another inmate, oh, all the just the nasty stuff in the world. So anyway, they go in there, and there was a walk, which is the old 15 walk that I told you about, and that's had that's where the, like I said, the death chair's been. There was also a story in here called The Dead Man's Last Ride, and there was a friend of mine that stayed there. All right, in wintertime, this is the way it works. In Kentucky, if you have like a, we had like really bad like ice storms. We don't really get like a crap ton of like heavy snow, but we get lots and lots of ice because we're in that cutoff. So we get a lot of freezing rain and ice. So anyway, a lot of officers couldn't get in, so they do a, a freeze. It's a state mandated thing. You cannot leave. So you'll be working maybe twelve hour shifts and trying to sleep down in an, an empty cell on, on an empty walk. I mean that's just how it was. And I had a friend that was there and. um Real, real solid guy. And, you know, most of these people, um, I didn't put anybody in here that was just like, you know, and so then my spirit guy come to me and, you know, this kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with spirit guides, but do you remember the scene in Ghostbusters? I think it was Ghostbusters 2 where Vinkman had the paranormal show and the girl was sitting on with an alien. Hmm, I was having yep. a drink at the hotel. And says, the alien had a hotel room. at so, so <laughs> it could have been a ship. I that, tried to get that one myself. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I, I just tried. I just walked off from that kind of stuff, and I didn't get much of it. Most of the people that that you can kind of tell in the cadence, and uh, especially working this kind of worker, even in radio. I mean, which I've did several years in radio years ago, but it's a thing where you can kind of get the gist of a person's character and how they tell their story, and you can generally feel if it's like you said a, a BS story or they're just doing this to clown on you. Yes, John Selman. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Let it I'm go. Leaving. Let it go. Let it go. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to go. Okay, okay. But, yeah, you're going to – see, I don't even know where this guy's at. You'll get me stabbed. I heard you talking about me. But, um, but no. <laughs> It'll sound okay. more like, I heard you talking about stop me. It, stop it. Stop it. Oh, no. Okay, okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> let's just let's surround ourselves in white light. Come go on, on, man. Don't, let's just not start that fire, okay? No, no. So, so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in the situation, they were down there and they were in that on that walk, and kept hearing a lot of banging and scraping and stuff and whatever. And it's like, it's different from a a, a cell door going goes like and it vibrates like that, and it echoes down the hall. It's you freaking... are freaking me out! Stop telling me stories right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was good to see you guys. Somebody needs a little time out area. Yeah, go go ahead. Show's over. Show's over. Is it? I'm out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just get your snuggie and some chamomile tea. It's going to be all good. But and you on. wrote about the ascension. Come on. I know. Well, the ascension was not scary. Not like this. Hold up. It's a whole oh, different wow. thing. Pretty scary. Yeah. Let's continue. So he was in there. He was laying actually in the old gymnasium. The old gymnasium, and it's it's had like a like a almost like a corrugated like there's like corrugated material that you put on ceilings, maybe like uh, oh crap greenhouses, and it's like. You can see through it. It's semi-transparent. Or whatever. It's called coroplast. Thank you. Corrugated plastic. It's called coroplast. Yeah. We just call it that. There, fancy see-through stuff. That's what. We <laughs> and we're usually like you know holding. That the there, them up. fancy see-through stuff on there. Man, yeah, it's that space age technology right that, there. Them there things. That, that came out of Roswell. That them there in propane. That there in propane. That's like the two miracle things of Kentucky. That was what most people see. Okay, anyway. Whoa, <laughs> oh, Hank Hill. Thank you. Yeah, I try. But, yeah, I don't even – I was like, is this a documentary or is this – okay. But, okay, so this guy was in the gymnasium, and it, so there's a little bit of light coming through. And he's laying on, like, one of the mats. It's the old gymnasium. Well, he keeps hearing all this weird stuff, 
and playing it out there. Long story short is he goes out, walks around, doesn't see anybody. There's a gurney. It's like, why is it not hooked up, tied to the you know, outside cell door? Anyway, he keeps hearing it. Long story short, he gets out to it, checks it out. This thing is ramping about three or four feet. Wham! Wham! Into the bars. There's nobody on it. There's no string on it. There's nothing. He flashes with the light. There's nothing there. The only thing that's out of place from what it was doing earlier, other than smashing into a wall unaided, there was an indention spot where you could see a person's bottom and their legs where the impression would be. Okay? Right, right. He grabs it, and then the depression goes away, and it stops jerking. Ooh. Oh, my God. The, and, you know, and it's, this, I'd worked with this fellow for a good seven years. And this wasn't until after he was out of the penitentiary as well. And I'm like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you tell me that? And he says, I just don't want to think about it, bud. Yeah, I you wouldn't know? either. Can't say I blame him. Yeah. No. Well, you got to understand. I mean, oh, my God. It's like, all right. No, you don't have to understand. No, no. <laughs> that is quite a nightmare place to work, by the way. Not only do you oh, got to worry about it's, your it's, life, it's, but you got Dante, Yeah, it's Dantean, I guess, if you want to say it or, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's hellish. Uh, pardon my language, but you got to understand, too. It's just like, okay, you hit the subway. You go downtown. You, you catch you know, the L train or whatever. The city, you could die any minute. Okay? That's for here – that's the closest thing we'd have to that. And there's beautiful cities, and I love seeing cities. But what I'm saying is there's a, there's a chance of death all up and down the road every day. That's but very true. Yep. You, have, you can't be crippled by the fear or you will not be able to function the job. I had guys I was training. I brought them in. They heard. You go through a series of about five gates. Each one, click, 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 boom, all that stuff echoing. You start hearing the inmates screaming on our yard, fresh meat, fresh meat, right? So you know what's coming. These guys, half of them go start get shaky legged, get ashy. Says, uh, no, I've, uh, "Hey, I left my phone. I've, I've got to get." Some. And it's like, "That's okay." Was no, no, I'm out of here, dude. You know, he's trying to find any excuse. You can see his eyes tearing up. So let this guy go. Let this guy go. It's okay. You know, everybody else is calling him punks. I'm like, "No, he's smart. He's smart." Because we, why the, are we here? You know what I'm saying? You know, we're here mm-hmm. because we. This is what we're doing to support our family. That's the only reason we come in here, and maybe to keep some of the more really hardcore felons and say child molesters and things like that, which I have a personal disdain for, locked in here. And that was that was my rationale. And everyone had different things. But you have, just like in law enforcement, you had a lot of officers that drank. You had a lot of officers that had a lot of other uh, uh, self-abusive issues. Uh, things. Issues. Yes. We're just going to call it issues. Oh, yeah. Issues are like tissues. I mean, they were just – you pull, you get rid of one, and there's another one popping up. And um, and that's just a sad side effect of that. I've I had a friend. There's actually a – a story in here called Bobby Ray. I have a friend of mine who, younger guy, I uh, trained him, walked him through. You know, he was a young guy, and um, he honestly shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have been there. He was too soft-hearted. He was uh, he wasn't mentally right for it. You you kind of got to have some violence in your past to a point, grow up kind of rough to be able to 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 roll with that, and. Um, I trained them anyway, and I even had, as I had mentioned, I had a, I have a group the Caldwell County Paranormals, and we would check out different places, investigate local legends and things. And you know, uh, there's a place called LBL here, and there's had like the, the Beast of LBL and the LBL Dogman and stuff like that, which I'm considering writing about. But anyway, and uh, it was getting to the point where I don't know how religious you guys are, and, and but he was very he was Catholic. Very Catholic. I guess I don't know if you can be not very Catholic. That's it's kind of like being 
partially pregnant. You're either Catholic or you're not. Yeah. Well, and I grew up a Jehovah's Witness, so naturally I'm an atheist now. That's kind of what happens when right. you're Jehovah's Witness. I grew you know? up Catholic, and I am in no way Catholic. So, yes, there okay. you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm saying you either, you either cling to it or you run from it. I was raised up mainly Southern Baptist holiness here. Uh, never handled a snake. Uh, killed a lot of them with shovels, but I never handled one. But there was a lot of that kind of really hardcore fire and damnation stuff. But even then, you know, I kind of saw through the what I would consider his job anyway. Um, but he was religious, but he seemed like he was felt like he was oppressed, not possessed, but oppressed. And like he kept having issues with shadows. He kept having this. And I even said, look, you need to quit. We need to quit doing this for a while. You need to take a little time, build yourself up spiritually. You know, young guy just had a family, just had a baby. And um, we um, – we were walking out of the cell house, walking out of the front steps. is a big uh, kind of a L-shaped front, and uh, I talked to him. I said, hey, man, why don't you call me here in a little bit? And he's like uh, – but you had a real deep voice. He had throat surgery, so he talked kind of like that. Not quite sling blade like that, but like – That's like how that. it sounded a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Summer cold stuff. But he uh, – that's the last time I seen him. That's the last time I seen him, and uh, – um, he went home, and I, I had no other way of putting it. He t- took his head off with a shotgun. And oh, my goodness. That was my shot across the wow. bow. That's when I said, I'm getting the heck out of here, man. I'm done. But I just I can't see any more people die. I can't deal with the games of the convicts and the, some of the guards. I'm s- totally sick of it. i got to get out of here. But in, and in part of the way, writing this and some of these stories was kind of cathartic for me. It was sort of a purge. And just to, uh, like my, I guess my swan song to it. And, you know, so, and that's the thing you got to remember, you know, this, this took a while to write, to, to write. And, uh, it was, it was hard. It was, it was really strange. And I don't want to say it was so hard, but, um, I'm relatively fluent. I'm relatively able to converse pretty freely and, and moderately articulately, but, it was really friggin' strange putting that to pen because I'm sitting there going, people that know are going to go, yeah, they're going to get it. I didn't know how it would sound, you know, and I was like, I don't want to sound like a crackpot, you know. But I, I did it in such a way that um, I, I tried to not – I, I didn't want to make it schlocky. I didn't want to make it you know, creature featurey or something. You know, uh, There is some really hard, dark, gritty stuff in this book because a lot of stuff that covers everything from the original you know, to the – opening of the, of the penitentiary and I mean because you understand where the penitentiary is and there's a, it's a town called Edible, Kentucky they had to flood the original town to oh, build God. that they, and they totally destroyed people's livelihoods took their homes down there's a ghost town there's like parts of the old town under this water now and it's one of those things that um, built in a horrible place let me ask you yeah, a no quick, quick question it, any cases of maybe possession in the penitentiary that you know of or just hauntings Okay. Well, now you also got to remember. I mean, on a personal note, I've definitely seen people that I think were under the influence of an outer uh, of some sort of stuff. You want to call it a dark entity. Um, I'm not sure where I personally. You know, I try not to sell anybody to, and that's a bad thing about the South. You see something that is a little dark or has some sort of, you know, malevolent aspect to it and it's like it's a demon you know boom let's go get benny hen to go smack these guys in the head and i'm like no you got to be searching more than that um 
but have I seen people that definitely seem to be on another level and communion with something else? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I saw a guy basically castrate himself. I mean, with wow. a smile on his face. I mean, wow. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, either he was just completely bonkers, or there was something else going on. And uh, I, well, I mean, obviously, I'm not a psychologist, but you. Uh, you can t- deal with some people and just see in their eyes there's something else working. And I don't know if that's a thing where I'm not going to sit and go, oh, well, anybody can get possessed real easy, which I, I used to listen to like Father Malachi Martin, well, pardon the pun, religiously back in the old Art Bell, Art Bell days, uh, which, you know, he was like the guy got me into it. I listened to him when I was working wall stands and in the prison systems and stuff overnight. He kept me awake. But, man, that's a, that's a really tough question. Uh, Crystal, it's one of those things where uh, my personal, um, where, where my head is. Yeah, there's definitely you could definitely say it could be open to something like that. And if you want to call it possession, if you want to call it uh, maybe communion with just darker energies, if you want to, whatever. Uh, definitely, definitely, because yeah. I've seen I've seen stuff in there. Um, people that did stuff, uh, just horrifically monstrous stuff, cannibal stuff, you know, and. Um, it's one of those things as a human, as especially like a father, if it was these were done to women, your instinct is put put it down. That's a mad dog, right. put it down. But right. because I'm trying to do my job, I'm not there to judge these men. I'm there to house them. So you had to get a certain detachment, and I think that probably kept me from having some of the issues the other officers had because I could do that. Uh, it wasn't at us against them. It's I'm here to make it. I'm I'm about me, and I'm making sure my family gets fed. Uh, it was never a cops and robbers game, but but yeah, there's definitely there's definitely stuff there, and that's what you got to understand. Um, even my dad, even even my father, who, who's he's passed now. Um, before he passed, I haven't talked to him since, so that's an, that would be another book. But he had uh, told me some of the stuff that he's seen, some of the stuff that he's heard, and my dad's a real or was a real nuts and bolts. Guy, he there was no room for that, you know. That was just goofy, you know. But things that to him would be quasi tangible in your face. How do you just how do you just walk that off? At least without having uh, serious uh, misgivings of maybe where your your worldview is. Right, right. And that's what that's where I was left. Now you, you do uh, you did tell me that you know when you were younger you. Uh, Possibly had some experiences that, that you might have considered uh, abduction, alien abduction, to be exact. Um, let's let's get into that a little bit. Uh, when was the first time that you could remember having a, an experience like that? Well, as as I had mentioned earlier, like in messages and things, um, always was really drawn to nighttime stuff. I, I always tended to be up and going. That's where I feel the most. Useful in the most. You're a creature uh, of the night, like the rest of us. Yes. Very yes. much so. To yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's a cliche, but it is what it is. Uh, that's why I, one of the reasons I chose to work midnight shift. Which, if you want to work, if you want to see something creepy, work midnight shift. You're going to see it, especially mm-hmm. in a prison. But yep. Um, yeah, and and you know, also, also we mentioned the fascination about owls and stuff, and I never it, I was always drawn to them, especially like kind of like the snow owl or the ghost owl, you know, with the big white kind of round face with the large eyes, and yep. And, yep. and it wasn't until later. With stuff like uh, I think it was like the fourth uh, kind and some stuff like that, and like Whitley Strieber stuff, you know, I think it was communion and stuff. That I kind of started going, 
Oh, that's kind of weird. That's just a weird circumstance. I didn't think a lot about it. But there was a time when I have uh, when I have seen things in the sky. I don't know what they were, but there was a, a was probably fall, late summer fall. You know, big harvest moon, right? Uh, full moon, and me and my friend were hanging out. You know, just backyard. We're just kids listening to music and stuff. And because uh, we were like big metal metal kids and thrash kids and and all that. So anyway. We're jamming out on like I don't know, Whiplash or something by Metallica. I'm sure, I guarantee it. Uh, anyway, no, neither one of us had mullets though. So get that image out of your head. That's a but, step in the right direction in life. Right there, always, yeah. I never owned a car with louvers or had a truck with the, the balls hanging on it. That's if I if well, I, if a boy ever shows up with that at my, <laughs> to me, try to court my daughter, I might beat him down in the yard. That's yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a, that'd be the rap <laughs> that'd be a rap right there. Yeah, there'll be no yeah. date after that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's over. End of scene. But. What I saw was, okay, let's say the moon was about the size of, uh, and I'm a fat guy, so I compare things with food, about the size of, like, <laughs> all right, let's say, uh, here's, a, here, here's a, a plug, a McDonald's hotcake, okay? McDonald's hotcake. I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. Well, those two shows, yummy hotcakes. Mm, so there's it, there it is, glowing, <laughs> and now I'm hungry, thanks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. so, it, so it's sitting there hanging, just, just beaming, it's really, really bright, and, um, and I see something moving it's not quite the size of that. It's probably two quarters the size of the moon. Moves slowly moving toward it. It's almost sort of a cylinderish, like uh, almost. I hate to say a cigar shape, but it's kind of what it reminded me of. It wasn't super silvery. It wasn't blinky. It wasn't nothing like that. It was uh, almost like you had like a big uh, cigar shape, almost stone or or something. So I thought, well, oh well, maybe that's a um, asteroid or something, or maybe that's a you know, but it didn't flip, it didn't flop, it it went on a very slow gate, right? Just just easy, easy going along, and uh, and I thought it was maybe a cloud or something. I said well, that's a weird shaped cloud, but there's different type of weird clouds or whatever. So and I'm thinking, well, it's getting ready to hit across the moon. Well, it's going to get dark, man. You know, I'll start saying you might want to turn the back porch light on. It was like it might get bad weather. And Wait well, a second, it wasn't a third phase of moon, was it? No, I mean it was a full, it was a full moon. Okay, good. Just and and. uh and that's the thing because it was very well illuminated. And I thought, well, if this, this goes out, it's going to get, you know, covers it up, it's going to get dark. And I was thinking maybe it would get rainy. So anyway, and we're sitting there watching it, and it never, it never broke, the, you know, the skin of the moon or whatever broke, broke over that. It never dimmed. That was really weird. And it looked like it went behind it. And I thought, well, okay, well, whatever. It's something weird out in space. Maybe it's not a cloud, and it's going to come out the other end. It never come out. It was almost like. It almost like it did a diagonal and went in straight in behind the moon and kept going. Um, which you know, you've heard later. I've heard all kinds of theories, you know, about you know maybe there's like a stargate or something on the other side of the moon. I, I can we can do all the conjecture that you want. I I have no hard facts to prove that. Mm-hmm. But that was super weird, you know. Um, but as of the abduction thing, the only real weird situation. And understand, uh, it, it it started with a dream. Or what felt like a dream, and I was—we uh, were living in this little small thatched little, almost like a think of like a medieval hut. Like you know, you're sitting here, and you know, you know, like the guys are pushing the carts, you know, bring out your dead, that kind of thing. You know, just old, old, old time thing. It's a weird dream. So I go walking toward the back of the building, and it has you know like the the type of doors. It's got the little, just made out of sticks and t- pulled together, and you can look out the cracks. And I'm here, my brother. 
uh, my brother's closest to me, Michael, and uh, he's screaming and kind of half muffling like something's holding him down. And I see these two, like, bulky, um, almost like, sh- I didn't know what a shadow figure was then, but mm. shadowy, and it had only definition you would see. It was like a very dark purple, almost a dark bloody crimson glow to it. And these things were on it, so I'm like, oh, well, i got to go help my brother because apparently I really like my brother. You know, I, 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 I might have said, bro, you're, you're home, dude. You know, go limp. Pretend you're dead or something. But anyway. Like, if it was my brother, I'd be like, I'll say something, that's a eulogy. Don't worry, I got you, bro. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Much love. I'm, I'm taking them, taking those uh, Converse. But anyway. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we, we was poor kids. You know, yeah, I mean, nothing goes to waste. So anyway, I was coming to the door, and I see that, so I'm like, well, I got to help my brother, right? You know, so I pop the door open, and there's apparently another whatever it is, and it's this thing to explain because it it really didn't have a lot of detail, blackish with like slight purple, deep like a purple bluish definition for the musculature, but the eyes were just like um, man. And I'm trying to describe it. This is like pre like Stephen King yet, which I love Stephen King, but this was like, you know, like uh, Pennywise when his eyes were blinking and then she was hitting the yep. eyes and that lady said, don't you want it? That thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was just piercing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you love know. your brother. You love mm-hmm. your... I love my brother. I don't know I've been able to do that. Well, mm-hmm. I popped the door open. Well, no, I didn't get to help him because <laughs> this thing had I, almost like a uh, almost like a big kebab thing, but it wasn't. It was like a stainless steel rod and he jammed it deep into my leg, into my calf, which – you know that sucked. So I stumble <laughs> back into, the, I, I stumble back into the wall, and the door closes. And for whatever reason, I'm like, okay, I'm bleeding, pouring down my legs. So I go lay back on the little, you know, like a like I'd mentioned, like a Life of Brian looking bed, you know, with like straw and all that crap. So anyway, I lay back in there and I'm, and I'm holding my leg, and, and then I, bl- I black out from the pain. Well, okay, I wake up, you know, I'm gonna rub my eyes. It's like okay, whatever. I'm not even thinking about it. Uh, after a minute, I'd try to get out of bed and stand up on that leg. It, it won't hold me. I'm like, what the? All right, so I'm, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I had a Charlie horse, but it's not like that. It's not like you got your leg asleep. It's not any like that, like a pinched nerve. It's just like a searing pain in my muscle. And so I go to look like, man, what's wrong with my leg? I don't see any damage to my leg. I, there's none of the, uh, like the classic half moon scoop marks, any of that kind of stuff. I, I didn't feel a that maybe they implanted anything like that. I'm not even going there. But what I had was I, had, I was sleeping in some jogging jogging pants or jogging pants, as you say there, jogging pants. Wrestling, so, wrestling. Wrestling. Like, again, bad boys, uh, or what you call it, uh, not bad boys. Well, bad boys are real, too. All that stuff, the star, it's real. But anyway, I, I'm joking. But I had a about a two-inch gash in my pants. There was no blood, and um, it was really weird. So I, I pulled up my my pant leg and was looking at it and there was nothing I don't see how it was tore I went to bed these new pants and I couldn't really put weight on that leg for a good 30 minutes 35 minutes and uh, I never forgot it I I don't know why it stuck with me but you know again it's sort of what is it I don't know I I, I can assume a lot of different things but the fact that there was a physical thing. It makes me makes me have to wonder the fact that it could be uh, could have been a psychosomatic sort of self suggested issue to the thing. But ever since then, I've always had issues with that leg. Wow. Don't know what it is. Don't know why it's like that. I, like I said again, it's a little bit different. And uh, it, it was I just kind of mentioned that in passing. 
wasn't even to bring that up, but and then that ties. That's in a again. really big side note, Steve. Just want to let you know. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Huge. You know, it, it, you know what reminded me of, especially since you brought up shadow beings uh, and and whatnot. I just posted a video there on the chat so you can check it out about a ghost uh, attacking a person in the hallway, and it's it's a, for all intents and purposes, it looks like a shadow being grabbing this person and dragging him in the hallway. Right. Now, I wasn't a big believer in shadow beings until I saw that video, and I was like, okay, that's clear, that's clearly not CGI. Okay, if you want if you want shadow beings, I'll give you two stories. Oh no. Okay. All right, on um, again. Investigations. I was investigating a house where uh, there had been a death in in the house, and we were investigating the back room. And everybody was out. Power was off. We're going through with voice records. I still actually got the EVPs for that. We were walking through there, and you know that kind of like a heavier, like you have metal or like not metal, like a ceramic or something on a tile, and it kind of makes that stone against stone Mm -hmm. drag sound. Mm -hmm. And I was like. Do you do you guys hear that? And it's like, and it was kept going. Ask question. I hear it again. It's like, what is? And when I by the time I heard said that, there was a fan that was sitting in the far side of the room, picked up, shot past me, and smashed into the wall. Um, uh, obviously that wasn't cool. So I was like, what the something was that? And at the time, we felt. Me and the other people that were there that was also witness to this felt something kind of breeze past, graze past our knees. And I thought, who let, the, who let a dog in? Because they, they, the family had a dog. And I was like, man, hold on. I said, I'm going to have to stop this. Somebody get this dog out of here. Come on. you know. So taking him out, and or we went to take the dog out the door and we opened the door. They're standing at the far end of the yard with the dog on a leash. I said, did this dog just run out? I said, the dog's never left us. There was nothing in there. Well – that's weird, but what happened was when we listened back to the EVPs, that's where it was really going off because we couldn't we couldn't hear it, mm. and so you heard the bam, and I went whoa. I turned it like Joey Lawrence all of a sudden. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So bam, it hits the ground. And good I, reference. Well, thank you. I try. A lot of pop references. Like I said, I can, <laughs> I, I consider myself the Happy Gilmore of literature. Uh, nice. I was always a guard. I, I never I never knew I could be a writer. But anyway, so here we go, uh, and I listen to it, and you hear the crunch, and I'm like, what is that? Then you start hearing something building up like, okay, and then I'm going, man, who let a dog in here? And by then, this is going to sound a little weird, and, and I hope it doesn't mess your mics up, but it was like, like that, and I heard that, shot a chill through me. I said, come here, listen to this. Am I, what the? H is this, right? And they're going, man, I don't know. Was that when we thought the dog was in there? I said, yeah, and there was no dog. That was that was really weird. That's scary. That sounds like the other guy when he's clearing his throat every week. But it's scary. That sounds, yeah, it's scary. I understand. That, that's yeah, scary. I, would, I don't even know. want to watch that shadow video. I don't even want to watch it. No, you shouldn't. It's <laughs> no, I don't really interesting. Like, before you go to bed and sleep with the closet door open. With your <laughs> yes. Your <head> <laughs> And, and like, all the lights off. Like entice them. Put like some peanut butter, butter or something on your fingers, you know. So they'll, they'll, they'll really <laughs> or hummus. I don't know. Maybe you have it's a not fair. It's not fair. Stuff. I sleep alone. I sleep alone. <laughs> Screw all you guys. Dude, I sleep with uh, – ma'am, I should call you ma'am. But, dude, I sleep with a closet door open because at what? this point – I sleep with a closet door open. I sleep because it uh, – everything I've seen, what's it matter? You understand? I've became – True. And, and understand yeah. it. And this is a little bit of a serious note. Obviously, I, I'd mentioned to some of you that it's been – Right out of year that my son passed, and 
um, it's a thing where I don't I don't say I don't fear death. I'm not saying all that, but I learned very quickly. He was only 15. If something's going to get you, it's going to get you. All I can do is do what's right yeah. by folks and and hey, bring it on, man. I mean, uh, and I'm not saying that that come at me, bro, stuff, but it's certainly uh, it's certainly changed my. Uh, Give a dang switch, you know, it's probably broke at this point. Yeah, because, I, I'm with you. I, my, I lost my mother a couple months ago, and I'm in the same boat. But I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And, you know, and the, and the thing was, well, I would say that, and I, I don't want to dwell on that now because I don't love him, but just that's not what this is about. You know, we got him when he was eight in an orphanage in Thailand, and uh, uh, he was deaf and special needs and had epilepsy and stuff, which is, is sort of what we specialize in. But anyway, we had him here seven years, and we extended his life quite a ways. He was on Special Olympics. Uh, he had it, man. His, when he threw a ball, it had a motor on it. He was a very sporty little guy, and I miss him every day. But you, and, and part of this is that I don't know what I believe in regards of an afterlife or heaven or any of that or you know Valhalla or whatever thing you want to attach a name to. But maybe there is, and who knows? Maybe I can see this little guy again because he was super cool uh but until then i'm just gonna keep researching and not to bring a downer to that point but and it is what it is you know um i miss him terribly but i'm I'm glad we had him the time we had him and all that too has affected my writing you know uh we are actually looking at beyond this book uh, i'm had wrote i'm actually in the editing processes with uh, rob shelsky my my editor on book two which is about the Kentucky State uh, – or not Kentucky State Penitentiary uh, – the uh, Western Lunatic Asylum, which is a the large mental asylum of this area and also a uh, a Catholic uh, school slash orphanage uh, around the Morganville, Kentucky area that we actually investigated. And that's going to have our initial investigation, the stuff we've seen, then all the different stories. You know, there was a lot of death there, the different things that happened, accidents, and then we're going to do a second – do a follow-up to that and to see what we find if any of that's maybe decreased increased if there's new activity or if there's no activity at all so you know the third one we're changing up a little bit you know but that's just it's always been my thing uh what's uh what does Austin power say that's my bag baby so you definitely is. got a lot of mojo my friend uh look um al in the chat room here uh, brings up a great point uh, don't fear death Guys, don't fear it. I don't fear death. I fear reincarnation, to be honest with you. I don't fear reincarnation. I don't fear death. I fear uh, the exorcist. That's my, oh my I, For me, there are things okay. worse okay. than death. Roll the so TV I, you know, okay. I will not be watching that. Oh, okay, I got, a, I've got a, I got an exorcist story for you, young lady. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> hold that thought. Hold that thought. we got to go to a commercial break real quick. Hold that thought. Yes. When we come back from break, we'll jump into this exorcist story no, with no, Steve Asher. no, no. And more hairs are going to pop up in the back of the Which neck. Which one of y'all is PCS. coming to sleep with me tonight? Who's oh, coming? my goodness. My uh, wife got me. I better not. I'll, I'll make the drive, but then i got to go to work in the morning. It's going to suck. You know, it's right. a I'm in Ohio. Sorry. Not this yeah. time. Uh-huh. Next time. There ain't no Next sleeping time. in Ohio. <laughs> I'll give you a rain check on that. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be right back here in about uh, two minutes uh, from commercial break, and we're going to continue with Steve Asher on a very creepy Skywatchers radio. Stick around. George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. 
What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban feller, kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Superman Homepage.com. Skywatchers Radio is back, and uh, if you guys want to join in on the fun here, on the on the creepy fun, go ahead, 786-245-8127. We're back with uh, Steve Asher, and he is uh, right now raising the back hairs of everybody on this call with uh, some really uh, creepy, uh, creepy stories. And um, so creepy. I think Crystal's not going to be able to, uh, to go sleep to prison with nice, uh, Well, <laughs> See, you should be scared to go to prison, period, but I think Crystal's not going to be able to go to sleep. You're saying everyone's would. I'm, I have this vision now that Crystal has like this insane amount of like like a hair shirt type thing going on her back. <laughs> she's a she's a hairy she's a hairy lady. She's a very no, hairy no, lady. I won't be able to sleep. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Do it again. Do it again. Luckily, I have a lot of work to do tonight, and I'm a night owl, so it's cool. Sick. It's cool. But but no. I, yeah, we were talking about the Exorcist. Yes. Let's and, go. Jump, let's jump right back into that. Right. Right. And like, because I'd seen that. Really, I was way too small for that. Way um, too small. The family. I was pretty small too when I seen it. 
Right. Yep, I was like literally, seven or eight. It literally is the only horror movie I will never watch again. Okay, do you, remember, do you remember Cregan for Highlander? And if you don't know Highlander, I don't know if I want to talk to you anymore. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're on Highlander, says, yes. You know, we used to throw babies to the dogs for entertainment. Yes. That was yes. my family. Yep. Uh, we were very, uh, very hard southern family from Viking stock. It was – you sunk or swim with our family. There wasn't a lot of second chances. So you got exposed to dark stuff really early, and that was one of the things that I saw, which scared the – well, we have an expression, the cowboy out of you. And if, if I had any of that in me, it's gone now because it's <laughs> scared out of me. Uh, somebody had said, which I know William Blatty wrote that in the, the screenplay, but somebody mm-hmm. said the way that like the scenes were recorded and the way the music was done, There's, I know there's certain tones, which is just can go back into metal, talking about like, the tritones and all that, but the way it was recorded, it was set up to, which you can have sus- suspenseful music if I can speak, but it, there was something really mm-hmm. not cool with that. But then again, I say that, but I'm drawn to it. I watch it all the time. Oh, uh, uh-uh. said, I watch it 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every you know, it's, time it, I see it. It's, you know, it's funny that you mentioned funnier, because when I first saw The Exorcist, as a kid, I saw it on a dare, and they told me it was a comedy. And they're like, oh, you're going to laugh your ass off. I was like eight, seven or eight years old, nine years old. I was a little kid. And they're like, you're going to laugh so much. This is a hysterical movie. And I used to be like really big into comedies as a kid. So I was like, yeah, I'm excited to watch this no. amazing comedy. And I put it on, and about halfway through, I was screaming for my mom, my dad, and the lights had to be turned on. Now, mind you, when I was a kid, and, and we haven't even touched on this uh, on the show yet, but the first house that we lived here in Miami, because we, we moved to California originally when we came from the Mario in 1980. Yes, I am a Mario Boatlift victim or recipient or whatever you want to call it. Represent. Uh, yeah. And uh, we, the first thing we did, we moved to California for a few years. And when we, when we moved to Miami, officially, we lived in a house that used to be a funeral home back in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. It was a huge house. And we saw all kinds of paranormal activity. I was that was like five or six at the time. So I was very traumatized by the stuff that we saw as, as a little kid uh, in that house. So when we moved out of the house a year or two later for somebody to tell me, oh, you should watch this movie. It's so darn funny. You're going to laugh hysterically. <laughs> oh, my God. Me. That's and also this, something my mother would have done to me, though. And this, is, okay. this was told to me my by mother. a person who had no idea, by the way, of my background with the house. And, yes, we saw some crazy stuff in that house. But when they told me that, I was like, okay, Sucks. comedy, cool. I love it. I love comedy. And then I put it on, and halfway through, I'm, I'm nearly like sitting in a puddle of my own urine because I was just peeing myself for how scary this, the scary this movie was! It, it literally is the scariest movie I think I've ever seen in my entire life. No joke on that. Well, I, I mean, that movie. I, well, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to interject. That's better than set in someone else's urine. Uh, trust me, because I've worked in a prison. Well, that's, I've seen that happen. That's true. That's but, true. That's I true. see that. I can see that. But, oh God, I can tell you some stories, but I won't. Not, not no, no, no. It's but, like the saying goes: it's better being pissed off than get pissed on. Thank unless you. You're into, that unless you're into that movie kind of scared thing. me so badly. I was literally in the middle of having sex, had to stop and turn the light on. Not kidding. Okay, you, you didn't see this when you were five because that's a whole other dark. I know, no, I have a whole other dark. That's a lot of wet paint. Oh no, we're having a little feedback, and I think oh, no, it's because somebody has just joined us. Eight one two, you're live on the air. Eight one two, you're live on the air. Eight one two needs to turn their radio off. For real, thank you, eight one two, for destroying the segment there. Good job. It's okay. You know what? Continuing on. Move on. We adapt. Yes, indeed. No, but yeah, that movie. Set the tone. You understand, you can't bring me like uh, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, which is a great film, but you can't, man, get that crap out of here. You mm-hmm. bring it, mm-hmm. all right, here's my top movies in, in, as of that tripped me out or endeared me. Exorcist, number one. Phantasm, the original. Mm. 
Uh, and oh, you, yes. You may not like mm-hmm. Salem's Lot. I love Salem's Lot. Okay, love, love, love Salem's Lot. I was afraid in that guy. The fan, look, Phantasm, until to this day, I'm afraid of tall white men. I just say, I'm afraid of them. No, I, I see a tall I, I white guy, I run. I'm here in Kentucky, but tall white mm. men, so I'm screwed. You're screwed. Scary stuff. Scary, scary Nobody stuff. Nobody likes the, way, the tall man. No. He, he just passed away uh, not super, longer, right? He was a super sweet guy, because I had, yeah. uh, uh, being a horror fan, because you've you got to understand, guys, this whole little, this writer thing is is strange shoes for me. I'm a, I'm a fanboy, you know? Um... I love all that stuff, which I love sci-fi too, like you said, Doctor Who and stuff, which – okay, real quick, mm-hmm. just a quick tangent. Who does not think that Craig Ferguson would not make an incredible doctor? Oh, my goodness, yes. I There's a page on Facebook, and mm-hmm. I suggest you to like it, and I would actually try to write to him. It's like, why aren't you doing this? And I'm not saying the new doctor sucks, but the way that they're portraying him kind of sucks. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Really, I'm not a big fan of the, the latest doctor. I, I liked, uh, you I like you know, like Eccleston, Ein. Smith. Thank you. Uh, that yeah. Tenant, I thought it was awesome as a doctor. Right. I'm not really feeling Capaldi's uh, version of the doctor too much. His two I, seasons haven't he, been that good. This is, this, the, the episodes, the new episodes should be Doctor Who, stay off my line. Yeah. Doctor Who, you ain't getting this frisbee back. It's just like yeah. too far old man-ish. And then they try to make him hip and cool, which I knew he was an old punker back in the day. I know that because I'm an old punker too. But um, it's like, eh, come on, man. It's just not. It's not selling. It doesn't sell. The I think it's when you when you go from like Tennant to Smith, it, it's really hard to go backwards to an older doctor like uh, like Capaldi, and they do have to try to make him look hip and, and stuff. But yeah, but you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's like getting the guy, you know, the diabetes guy, putting the hat on backwards, and you know, and flashing gang signs. It doesn't. It doesn't work. But at least right. Craig Ferguson, he's edgy. He's kind of. He's like the. Uh, Oh, Robert Downey Jr. of you know, which he, I think he would make a great doctor too, but he doesn't have the the bro the that sound mm. that you would connect with it. But anyway, Exorcist. All right, Exorcist, Salem's Lot. Uh, it, 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 it. I've got a, I just got a new T-shirt. My wife got me as for me uh, doing this book thing. She was proud of me and got me a uh, Pennywise shirt, which I pretty much wear until she says please wash that so uh yeah yeah so i'm, I'm a huge fan of, of, the, of the genre and the same thing with the uh, talk radio and 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 so the fact that i'm getting to talk to you all you guys you don't understand it's such it's surreal for me and um that i've been afforded the, a gift you know to to uh, not only follow Sort of, I'm not so much my dream because it was never my dream to be a writer. It's strange. I just sort of fell into it. But to uh, talk about this stuff with you guys, it's uh, it's it's really humbling, and and I appreciate it. It's your calling. That's what I always say when somebody tells me that I wasn't planning to do something that just happened, because that's your calling in life. Mm-hmm. That's what you were meant to do. There you go. Everything happens for a reason. There's no uh, coincidences. I don't believe in coincidences or just stuff that happens by chance. Well, there's synchronicity. Kind of meant- you know. Yeah, there it definitely is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you were meant to do uh, what you're doing. And, you know, when we had a, a conversation on, on chat a few days ago, right. uh, you mentioned something that that was very interesting because it's something that a lot of us in the realm of ufology kind of uh, have been talking about for a long time now, how a lot of this paranormal stuff and ufology, UFOs, ghosts, all, it's all kind of interconnected. It's intertwined in a, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, how did, what's your theory on, on this, uh, for example, uh, that maybe the, what we're seeing is not so much alien, I mean, not so much ghosts or demons, but perhaps, uh, you know, beings from another dimension that are not exactly spiritual? Well, I mean, all right, this this is my, I, I kind of go on a, what I call the Tesla 
mentality. Everything's vibrational. Everything's electrical. Right. Everything right. has. A, I mean, even the running waters of, of in front of the prison, which I think might also has something to do with running water through like limestone, tends to create a certain vibrato- vibratory tone and uh, can, I guess, as agitate or, or stimulate, if you want to use the word. I'm probably not using it properly, but uh, that type of energy. And that mm-hmm. tends to draw that kind of activity, but yeah, I mean, it, you got to remember too is, um, you know, if, I mean, if you look at like uh, different religions, you know, a lot of people believe heaven, hell, earth, all that is we're on. It's just in the same place, just through a, through a veil. And um, I think if you get your vibrations right, um, you know, I definitely think that you can s- see or contact what they are i don't know but you know i've done that enough where to uh and, and especially like in ghost hunting or uh investigating i'd have to say ghost hunting because i'm not running around you know let's go bag one and stuff but um you definitely once you get into that it's just like okay say you just bought like a, a red mazda or something for what a, i don't know why you want a red mazda but let's say you bought it <laughs> bought a red freaking mazda okay and Okay, yeah, yeah. Shame on you for buying a Mazda. Jesus. Man, dude, my first car was a Pinto. Oh. I didn't care. I was already not scared to death. So, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so anyway, let's say okay, you bought. Let's let's pick a car you like, a Lamborghini. Hey, let's get let's get some product placement. Let's get you guys a car. Now we're talking. You know, something like that. All right. Well, you say you buy a red one of those. You start noticing those all through town. Oh well, there's more of these than I thought there was. You know, once you start attuning your eye and your mind into a point your vi- your personal vibrations if you want to get hippy dippy with it i think that you open yourself up for that and i do think that's uh that's probably very true um i try not to label stuff as angels demons ghosts and all that because i don't know I, I i can lie you know i can if you want to hear that i can say it's this or it's that um and i've had some visit i i when i was really small my great-great-grandmother who was Native American. She was actually on the Trail of Tears, and oh, her wow. family died in our died in our town here. It's called Big Springs, and they camped over there. And the mother passed away, and a local family adopted her. And uh, anyway, I used to hear that story. After she passed, I remember seeing her. Uh, it was really strange. It was like it was. Now I look at it as scary as hell, right? Because it was like you know that weird kind of. Jaunty, quick, like you're stepping, kind of ringish. I hate to say that, grudgy, where they walk and then they go and they move kind of quick like that, like it fades in and out. And it's like, again, okay, like the scenes are cut, but she's sitting there smiling, but she had a content look to her. And I was very small and I didn't even, I was so young, I didn't understand, oh, she's dead now. That ain't supposed to be happening. Uh, now that might make you say, well, do you think you're a sensitive? Do you think you're an empath? Do you think I, I, I don't claim any of that, nor have I really tried to to um, foster that ability. I just think I've had weird situations. But, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there's more. God, I pray there's more than this world. Which, don't get me wrong, this this world is uh, all right. You know, I mean, uh, take the best of it and, and weather the worst of it. Um, but, yeah, it would be, it'd be super great if there was something beyond this. And you can see, you know, Grampy Tim or whoever. And, uh, you know, get your dog, you know, King or something that you lost when you were seven. Um, that would be that'd be great, not which I think if people are to pass on. I think animals do, too. You know, uh, I think it's a little arrogant that humans or a lot of people, especially it tends to be a Western thing. Uh, you talk to Native Americans and stuff. Either, I believe the term was anim- 
animists, you know, they believe everything. The water has a spirit. The rocks have a spirit. Everything. The air. Absolutely. Why not? Sure. Why is that such a silly idea? I mean, we got to consider, mm-hmm. you know, people like organized religion has been around X amount of time. But then every year there's more people like, well, uh, Dr. Heather Lynn, you know, a friend of mine who does a lot of uh, research and stuff, constantly finding weird stuff, you know, like human footprints and, and strata that was way, way, way past, you know. And I don't even get into the 6,000-year belief that you – know, let's not even start that all. I'll start a, a, a storm. But you know, you can't argue hard science, and you can't, you can't completely dismiss that because it's as believable as anything else. And I've touched on some of that and to a point that's touched me. Um, and it, um, you know, that's just – yeah. oh, Okay, hold on. We have, we have a call on right. here. Okay, on. A12, a you're back on the air, and you're still echoing. You're back on the air, and you're still echoing. Uh, so that thing? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Are you uh, listening on your laptop or what's going on? Are you listening on your laptop or what's going on? Uh, I'm listening over uh, over a smartphone. It's not very smart, let me tell you. It's not very smart. Kill the audio on the smartphone and talk to us directly. I mean, I, I sound dead sexy, though. I, mean, I, I, man, I, I have a do. sexy voice. You oh, my goodness. Yeah, you do. I turn myself on right now. I turn myself on right now. I'm turning myself on. So if you had a second radio, you'd be like trifecta sexy. Oh, my goodness. So many echoes. We are lost in time. Okay, I'm sorry. I want to give you enough time. Look, guys, let me tell you something. If you're going to call into any radio show, any radio show, turn off the radio for crying out loud, man. Just turn it off. You got to turn it off. If you're going to call in on a smartphone, make sure there's no echo feedback. I don't know what the hell's going on there. I mean, I have a strange... You got to give the guy credit. I guarantee he's probably maybe recording it or something and and just trying to keep it low. I'm Which, sure by the way, were good. the podcast is free, guys. It's a free Sorry, podcast. Go to the count. website, you know. Sorry, 812. I'd love to have you on the air, but not like that. It's cool. <laughs> Just not like that. You know, I'm really surprised that um, with it being a, a local thing uh, and stuff, uh, that I haven't had somebody, like, denouncing this and that as devil worship and stuff. Uh, I've really – I'll say that. Times have changed here, and you, 20 years ago, this wouldn't have happened. Uh definitely wouldn't have been – uh, greeted in such a gracious way from the locals and stuff like that, which I'm a native of this area anyway. Mm. Why shouldn't they? But it's a thing where, um, you know, pretty much everybody, like, you know, even the little local Walmart, you know, the, which everybody goes to Walmart, right? Um, yep. Which, and to answer, I'm sure you've got this thought going through your head, Crystal. I will not be wearing sleep pants to the book signing. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. No, I wear sleep pants to the book signing. Great. I don't shop at Walmart because Walmart sucks, but I, I'll wear my Star Wars sleep pants. Don't play. Oh, no, I, I am also an author, and I work from home. I don't get dressed. I feel that. Yeah, I've got some really, uh, some really kicking uh, Star Wars ones and Walking Dead ones. Okay, and that's very what's nice. Up. Very nice. Yeah, that's very what's nice. Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like I said, they've been very, very good and gracious about it, and they kind of understand I'm not going away. So it's one of those things. It's time to get with the times. And um, no, but you know what? There's there's more of an acceptance uh, for this kind of stuff, uh, and it's not just uh, in the U.S. It's worldwide, really. Uh, more and more people believe in aliens and UFOs. More and more people believe in ghosts in the afterlife yeah. than ever before. I mean, this is uh, this is not a new phenomenon. Art <laughs> no, Bell, a long time ago, used to, used to talk about this, saying that the veil is going to drop and mm-hmm. eventually we're going to yes. be able to connect to the other side easier. And I think along with that line, with with a veil maybe dropping and we're able to connect to the other side, more and more people are having these connections, right. and that's why more and more people believe in this stuff because it 
it's it's spreading out to more and more people. Um, you know, I, look, when I said earlier that a lot of this stuff is intertwined uh, and it might be interconnected, I do believe that there is a lot of stuff that is interconnected. I think, you know, aliens have been mistaken over the, the millennia as uh, as trolls or, or as demons or mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you talk about four or five hundred years ago, and this, you know, makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. you talk about four or five hundred years ago, a ship lands somewhere, a, little, a bunch of little uh, gray guys going to somebody's uh, barn or something, and they right. abduct somebody. They're going to think it's demons. They're not going to think aliens from another planet came by because they have no right. reference. Well, they're going to go. That. Yeah, they're going with their skill set. And like right. I said to, uh, well, as as an, an older fellow in the prison once told me, let me drop some knowledge on you. Um, <laughs> you have to look at it like the maybe the paradigm shift isn't out, outward; it's inward. It's a, it's a personal paradigm shift and uh, an awakening, and that vibrates through people you meet. And it's maybe more, much more. Uh, grassroots than people think i think everybody think it's it's going to be this big hands across the world and this it's there's still a lot of work to do we're still dealing with a lot of a lot of all right well we stuff. have a caller back so let's give it one more try sounds good there's no right. there's no echo this time so go ahead a one two you're live on sky watchers and he hangs up oh no it might be shy i am enjoying <sighs> what you said there uh steve Goose i Fraba. think so too it, it really is. I think it happens a lot more. I mean, these conversations and these discussions than people think. I really do. Well, yeah. I mean, well, like I said, the thing is, uh, before. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm. I want my jetpack. I. I want my hoverboard. Oh, yeah. I want mm. all that cool stuff. Where but, is hey, my lightsaber? Where is I, it? That's what I want. I want a lightsaber. Oh, right. I, want. No, I want some. Uh, I want some of the um, um, Space Ghost bands. Space Ghost was was my boy back in the day. But I'll tell you this. Right now, maybe let's work on making sure everyone has clean water. Maybe sh- make sure everybody yes. has somewhere to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. And I'm, I'm gonna stop preaching, but I'm I'm very much about let's let's clean up our backyard before we start mm-hmm. jumping on another planet and stinking it up. Holla! Um, thank you. Yep. Very much so. Preach, yep, please. Thank you. Uh, like I, said, I try not to do that because, like I said, I, I, it can be annoying. But that's just my own personal my personal thoughts. It's just like you said, you know, we we have to get our heads right and um. And, and handle our own uh, handle our own business before we get too far in it, because the, the thing I've noticed, well, if you look at, uh, oh man, okay, if you go back to even like Nazi Germany, you know, the stuff that they were doing, it's like, man, did he just bring up Nazi Germany? Yeah, I just brought Nazi Germany. If the thing is, um, like the stuff they did in the concentration camps, just madness, madness. They were trying to learn something from it in their own twisted, jacked up way, but at what cost? You know, and it's a thing where we have to look at the human component. You can't just do that. And if if you're going to just ramshot over people, we lose our souls. And what what's what's the gain? What what do you really gain? Now here's here's the crazy thing. You know, all science uh, throughout the, the the years have had this kind of an issue. Uh, you know, I've read uh, not long ago there there's a, there was a report that. Uh, they thought Jack the Ripper was actually a doctor who was doing these crazy murders, uh, in, in the sense to try to find out some biological stuff with uh, with the people mm-hmm. uh, that he was cutting up, and uh, you know this is, that wouldn't shock me if it was a doctor who was doing these things as an experiment for some kind of mm-hmm. weirder you know uh, ends to a, to a means, uh, because that's what science has always been like you know bi- especially biological science. Uh, look at the you been know, a gynecologist. That too, but look at lobotomies, for example. I mean, who would oh, thought God. that poking a hole in somebody's brain was a good idea? You know, and that's stuff that they did well, as well, law. Well, think about this, and, and I'm not 
trying to jump on what you're saying. And understand, I had to look at a lot of that um, for the second book, uh, The Haunting Western, uh, of the Western Lunatic Asylum. Um, mm-hmm. it, that goes way back. You can see where they were drilling inside of people's heads right. uh, early, like like probably as far back as like the Sumerian times, you know. Right. And, yep, but yep. they were thinking they're letting a demon out. But mm-hmm. it's it's the start of it. It's that watershed moment when they said, oh, okay, maybe we can do this to fix that. You know, I mean, that's what you got to remember. You know, um, the original surgeons were basically butchers. I mean, and a lot of times because they were at such a point like, well, I'm a doctor. I don't have to, you know, I'm above this and that, you know, wouldn't wash your hands. How many people do they kill in the process? And it t- took so long to finally went, oh, dummy, maybe you never want to sanitize yourself. There's these little things called germs, you know, and <laughs> but it's one of those things that and, and, and again, that wasn't that far back. You know, we're we're very primitive animals. Uh, you know, uh, if you've ever listened to George Carlin, you know, his his view of humanity kind of can be kind of dim. And I'm not mm-hmm. far from it in the stuff I've seen. But we have a choice. We're not locked into that. We're not locked into any sort of uh, death spin. Um, we're all we're all. Uh, um, sentient creatures you know and and we can we can rationalize and and pull it together if we want it if we want it bad enough and it it might take something big to force us into it and i i hope all that comes together before you know anything gets too too uh final i think ronald reagan might have had it uh right when he said in the uh, u.n speech years ago uh whatever an outside force came in and threatened all of us that's actually what i had thought about yeah, yeah, how quickly would things change on this planet if now we're all facing this task of you know going against a, a thing that we can't even comprehend? I mean, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense, and I think that might end up being what really brings this planet together at some point. Whether it be a you know a false flag operation by the government trying to just trick us, as uh, William Cooper uh, wrote in his book, or whether it be something legit that it really comes out of uh, out of space and. It just comes in here and tries to take over the planet, whatever you know the thing might be. I do think that would be what really does turn the corner for humanity. If not, we're never going to become a type one civilization, like Michio Kaku says. It's well, just not happening. Well, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's a thing where um, Constantine, the movie. Uh, do you remember when Gabriel said, "You know what? You only arise to your higher selves in the face of terror." You know, mm-hmm. and uh, which yep. you know, he or she, I guess it was a lady that played him, but it was he. Uh, she was wacky, but it was a thing that was dead on. And um, which the guy who played, by the way, again tangent, the guy who played the devil. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of his name. He, I originally saw him in the Audi commercials. You know, unpimp your auto and blows it up. That was the same guy, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. He he really played that that role superbly. Um, which I watch that movie a lot too. I love that movie too. I should have probably added that to my list. But again, wait, Constantine the one with Keanu Reeves? That's the one you like, dude? Right. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. That was pretty good. It's pretty I thought good, it though. was good. You know something? Okay. All right, let me ask you something. I was watching because I'm a weirdo. I was watching some old Rod, <laughs> Rod Sterling black and white, like the grainy where the edges of the film was flickery, like early, early, early black and whites. Mm-hmm. And he was talking on there. And you know he would talk like this, and he kind of set his mouth a certain way. And he had this, this that's a really crappy Rod Sterling, or Sterling, but anyway. It's pretty, and bad. If it's pretty well, bad, yeah. Okay, but, but, okay. Like, you know, like in the Keanu Reeves stuff, when he'd be talking, like, and constantly he sort of had a Sterling quality to him, uh, a Rod quality to him. And I wonder if they were to ever do that, if they would try to get him to betray that, to betray Rod. That'd be interesting. I, I'm for doing that. Yeah. I think I think it would be killer. He's, I think I think he's a good actor given the the roles he, that he you know 
could really shine in. Like John Wick, I thought he was amazing in that movie. Yeah, great. Uh, that was a great movie. That was a, just an <laughs> incredibly was. good movie. They should have just called that movie Keanu Reeves beats the shit out of everybody. Out of everybody, yeah. 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 Everybody. Everybody gets an ass whooping. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Over a dog. They, I love it. They killed his it. dog. Everybody must die. Don't everybody must die. Dog. No, don't mess with the match. match. You know what I loved about that movie, Tangent. I'm stealing stealing Steve's word. I loved about that movie. They didn't try to make it anything that it wasn't. It was like the plot was stupid. There was literally none. Like you literally just pulled some junk out of your butt. You were like somebody sat around and said, "I want to make a movie about an assassin that kills everybody because they killed his dog." And then you got like twenty million dollars to make this movie, and And it was great. And what's the backstory of that? Anything just like this book? It, It stems from something. What was the seed, man? What happened? Oh, his wife died. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, originally, yeah, the person yeah. who, like, yeah, they, you know, put this all together, they, they felt that passionately about it, you know, to, to the guy, to the point where this guy was at this point to do the thing, to make the screenplay, and do all that stuff. It's just, uh, it's interesting, like backstories and stuff like that, because like you said, there's always a start, there's always a, a seed to it, and that's what I like to find out, you know, why, why this happened, what, preci- what you know, happened beforehand, you know, the forward or whatever. And I'm, I'm quirky like that. You know they're making a John Wick Part Two, right? Are they really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it comes out next year. John Wick Chapter Two. Yep. I'm that with. Should it. Be a, that should I'm be a trilogy, it. right there. I, you know what? I will watch anything Keanu Reeves is in, mostly because he's an amazing human being. Did you yeah. ever see his band Dog okay. Star? His what? He has a band called Dog Star. Does yep. he really? Oh yeah. yeah, he's a really good musician. No, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, he really he has is. Ams on the electric guitar, man. He gets yep, down. Yep. Yeah, he knocks it out. See, what happened was he he watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure a long time ago. After he came out, he mm-hmm. saw himself, and he was like, I want to be a rock and roll star. I just watched that. <laughs> I know rock and roll. Played it, and I, re- I recorded it, and my kids hadn't watched it, and they sat down. They were glued in. They were they just loved it. So it's almost like one of their favorite shows now, Bill and Ted's. <laughs> well, the show or the movie? The movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Because uh, there, there was actually a TV show on Fox that lasted about eight episodes. It was really bad. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was, too, that was like seven episodes too long. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'm yeah. sorry. It's bad as the bogus adventure, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 let's, uh, let's milk this for what it's worth. But um, but anyway. Oh, I was going to tell you too, real quick about the book. Completely, completely. We've completely left the book at this point. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go back to the book. But I'll, I'll tell you this: there is a place. Uh, it's called Vinegar Hill, and Vinegar Hill is okay if you don't have family. Uh, you have a few options when you die. You know, the, used to like if a, an inmate would die, they used to would like donate the body to medical science or whatever. But a lot of times they just didn't have any family or, or whatever, and they just they would plant them up in what they call the Potter's Field, and that was called Vinegar Hill. Well, that um, is in behind the prison a little ways, but anyway, you can't get to it. And there, and you been, wonder why there's ghosts in prisons. You know Jesus. what I'm saying? Well, you know, uh, it's one of those things that. It um, had been reported stuff, and I had had a story where a person had reported almost like a almost like a hellhound, not to get oh, wow. too supernatural on it, you know. Which I won't even get into to supernatural. My, my that's like canon in my house. They love that. Um, but it was uh, yeah yeah they were down there. Had a guy who was that did parkour, and um, he was from like a, a, a slightly smaller area called Murray, Kentucky. They had uh, Murray University and stuff. It's a fairly prestigious college in this area. And anyway, he was down visiting with some friends that lived on the the water. And they said, "Well, hey, let's let's go on a night run." You know, we would go through, which is always a great idea. Hey, let's go running around in the woods at night. It's bright. You white people in your night runs. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't but 
<laughs> they're like, hey, let's do this. You know, I haven't been here in years. Well, let's go check out the old, check out old Vinegar Hill. You know, to see if it's even, you know, still. If I don't know if they're still putting people in the ground, whatever. Anyway, they thought it was a great idea, and they got up there and, and really encountered some really dark stuff. You know, uh, had you know had this thing chasing, kind of, a la, you know, Evil Deadish. You know, there's something tromping in behind you, uh, to the point where. Um, the, basically, the only thing that stopped them was the dawn, and that they finally crossed over the threshold onto the Potter's Field, which is hallowed ground. And whatever it was, it, which you hear about, like animals that are protectors of the graveyard, but this wasn't in the graveyard; it was outside the graveyard. So, again, what was it? I have no clue. Mm. Uh, it, it was just a really super freaky story, and and I I had I wanted to put it in here because it it had to do with the prison, and it was so dang odd. You know, and it ties in a little bit with, like you said, like the uh, was it Miss Guiley? It talks about like the dogmen and and things like that mm-hmm. and all that. Um, it, it so it, touch, it branches off on a little bit of that. And what sounds crazy is I'd actually gotten several stories past the release of that. And that's the thing; it's like, why didn't you get me get a hold of me two months ago? You know, I would have tried to include it, but basically, what it is is building me up for like a. I don't know, like Heinz, it's Kentucky State Penitentiary second offense or something. I don't know, tied in like mm-hmm. that, but. Um, that's still going on, you know. But, but that's just a again, like you said, that that sort of little weird local thing. But that's the same thing with Western State. It's it's still a functioning facility, and uh, which now the other place is defunct now. But I thought I would put toss that in there. But go ahead, Steve. We're we're almost out of time here, and uh, it sucks because uh, you know we could go on for another hour with you. We've yeah. got to have you back on like really soon. Cause yeah, man, I'll never shut up. Yeah, you gotta you gotta like pull me off the thing. I'll keep running. No, no, no. No, you, no dead air. It's, it's good. No, you're, you're awesome. That's what we love on the show, believe me. The last thing we want is somebody who gives us, like, one-word answers. Like, tell us about your book. It was a book. I wrote it. It's, it's on paper. No. Yeah. We hate that. So, no, you're, you're awesome. Uh, but I want you to give out your, your, uh, your URL if there's a website uh, for folks that can, uh, you know, follow your work, follow your books, and, and where you're going to be at. I mean, are you doing any lectures, any speeches anywhere, any uh, conventions at all in the near future? Well, like I said, you know, I'm I'm kind of a kind of a little fish in a big pond with, with this kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I do have some local signings, obviously. At, cool, cool. At, with the place Crystal will never go with the local Walmart. Maybe she'll yes. maybe she'll pelt tomatoes or something. But <laughs> cause some trouble, man. Come up here, it's like there's a woman in sleep pants beating the hell out of people out front. I don't want. You. <laughs> <laughs> peace make, and love, peace and yeah, love. Would I'm not say. I'm gonna say next. Go I there. just got my karma straight. I'm not messing it up. I would have somebody just go out front and say Le Plume de Etan, and she'll run down the hill. Because <laughs> that's what the exorcist said, and I don't like that at all. But, yeah, I do have a book signing at the, at the uh, town Walmart on the 30th, and I also have a uh, read more books in Massville, Kentucky. There's going to be a book signing, a meet and greet, and, and there's some other little stuff like that I'm lining up. Uh, I'm looking into conventions and stuff. you got to remember, you know, this is this is a new skin for me to, to get used to. But uh, if you do want to learn about the book, you know, you'd want to go to Amazon, uh, www.amazon.com, and just punch in Hauntings of the Kentucky State Penitentiary or punch in Stevie Asher on Google. Uh, that'll take you to my Facebook. I got a Twitter. I got a LinkedIn. I got all that different stuff. I'm working on a website just right now. I'm, I'm plugging the book day and night. So, uh, you know, not a lot of time for it. But uh, also, for sure, or go to Permuted Press. My God, I, I'm sitting here blanking. Go to Permuted Press. You know, uh, you know, Erin uh, uh, Rainey. She she covers that uh, site and uh, also does the one on Facebook. They'll tell you all about it. And uh, and if anybody is interested in having me speak, which I don't know why you'd would after hearing me right now, but uh, <laughs> if you'd like to have me mumble through like an idiot for uh, thirty forty minutes, I'm your guy, and uh, and I'm glad to do it. 
Uh, I'm all available for children's parties. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Love it. Love no, it. You, you've been great, Steve. You really have. Uh, we definitely have to have, have him back on uh, yeah. real soon, guys. Uh, Without yeah, question. Steve was great. Uh, guys, uh, we're all out of time, unfortunately. Uh, next week, again, we have Jacob Israel on the show, and I'm super, super stoked about that. He's uh, just uh, one of the best YouTubers right now on YouTube. Uh, look him up, Jacob Israel, and uh, you're going to love his videos. It's just uh, He's an amazing human being. Super entertaining. Super entertaining. Very entertaining, yeah. Super entertaining guy. He's going to be on live with us next week. And uh, like I said, I'm super stoked about that. But guys, till next week, stay safe, stay alive, keep your eyes on the skies, and keep listening to PSN Radio. we got a lot more stuff coming up. Dr. J is next with another great interview. So stick around, guys. We'll be back next week. Love you all.